Tyler. Hi. Severance, it finished. We have to talk about it. Yeah, what an ending that was. That show is a fucking masterpiece. It really kind of came out of left field. Yeah. I did not expect it to be nearly as good as it was. No. And, like, I I cannot think of a single complaint about that show. I don't think. Oh, it was very, very beautifully, beautifully done from start to finish. Yeah. And, like, good twists and turns that, like, kind of kept you guessing throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And very unnerving in, like, spots I found that actually, like, made me feel, like, uncomfortable. Where it was like, oh, that's... Yeah, that's really good. So like, okay, well, like super, super duper fucking spoiler alert here. Yeah. Like to find out that that one chick is actually the daughter of like the whole corporation. That was nuts in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of headspace do you think she's in? Like when she's an Audi where like she wakes up and she's basically hung herself in the elevator. Like she's got millions of dollars lives this lavish lifestyle but she's still willing to be like too fucking bad you're going back in there like she's like when you have everything and you're willing to risk your life like that like i don't understand that kind of mentality yeah because you like she doesn't know that when she sends her any back in there or whatever that she's not going to kill herself but she's literally willing to risk her life for this yeah and i think it's like Kind of how they did it is it like it seemed like it was a combination of like even if she didn't want to do it it seemed like enough like senators and people yeah, like at that party like were kind of like you kind of just gotta like keep doing this because you're are in to like make this all work mm-hmm. i think so it's like i think part of it was like okay we got you on board to do it and it's like you're just gonna do it no matter what now so yeah that's <laughs> but Oh. Pretty yeah, wild, yeah. And that Christopher, no, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say Christopher Walken, like for, like he wasn't in it a lot, but from what he was in, like he fucking like stole the scenes. So yeah, fucking he, good. It was really he did really really well, and I didn't even realize Christopher Walken was in there until I saw Christopher Walken show up. Yeah, me too. Because he doesn't show up till like the third episode or something. Like yeah, something like that. So, and it's, and then like, he's very limited and I'll be curious if they get him back for the second season, which they already announced, which yeah, I'll take another season. You know, I honestly have my doubts. I don't think he'll be back just for the simple fact that he retired. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So I wonder what, like what, what God, you know, like some shows when they're trying to get off the ground, they'll cast some like you know, bigger name, legendary person just for the one season to try and like as the draw to get people in. Yeah. I wonder if that was the scenario here. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know if Ben Stiller and Christopher Walken are friends in real life because Ben Stiller made the show, right? Yeah. Which was again, something I didn't realize until I saw the credits and I was like, yeah. he's directing these two. I, I want to say he wrote some too. Yeah. Like that's crazy. So like, I wonder if he was friends with Christopher Walken and just, like, called him and was like, yo, you want to do this? <laughs> want to help me out? <laughs> Who knows, though. But. And then his wife is the psychiatrist? Yeah. Like, that's what floored me. Because I was like, I had to stop, and I'm like, wait a minute. I remember the episode he ripped up the picture and then taped it back together. And I'm like, did they that's, not show her? Yeah, they that? did. Yeah. 
and I just can you completely glossed over it. Yeah, it. it I'm pretty sure they showed it, and then, but I think it was like subtle enough that like if you weren't paying attention, you probably didn't see it. But, but yeah, that. Yeah, that's. And then the whole um, oh, watching uh, it was like the last two episodes when they're like, when they get like. Do you do the overtime thing and they're like out there and they're like trying to figure it out on the fly because they're like, I have no idea where I am, who any of these people are and who I can trust. Like that whole like scene where they're like all outside trying to figure out what the fuck to do was like super well done too. Yeah. Like very intense. Yeah. Where like they're looking around and they're like, wait, so like you're my sister? And then, like, they're like trying to play the guessing game. They're like, "How close are we? <laughs> like, can I can I drop a bomb on you right now? Because I might get turned off in a second. <laughs> I will say, and like, maybe this is just me, but yeah. that there was I had some minor ir- irritation with when they first got like I don't know launched into the outside world. Oh sure, I felt for me personally. Like if I was in that scenario and all of a sudden, boom, I snap, I wake up and I'm on the outside and I'm like, okay, but he's holding two switches together. I don't know how much time I have. Like I need to make moves now. And I felt all of them were too like, oh, look at the world around me. What's going on? What's this? What's over there? Like to me, it's like, okay, I'm out here for a reason. Like time is limited. I need to get on this and I need to get on this now. And I felt like, and understandably, they've never seen the outside world, so there's going to be some, like, shock and awe and some bewilderment and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. Just in my head, it's like, no, it's go time. Like, you, you got to start talking to people. You got to start making moves. You got to do it now because it could be five minutes, ten minutes, or twenty minutes from now, you're going to disappear and you're going to be back on the back on the inside kind of thing. So I felt they just kind of, like, dawdled too long. Like, if I was... Yeah, I could see that main guy there adam scott his character like as soon as i woke up and i'm at this party i would have been like okay i gotta start talking to people i gotta start moving i gotta start finding stuff it was just and a th- little little too laissez-faire a little too casual for me i think that's fair and i think that's like i'd have a hard time saying what i would do unless like i woke up in that situation because it's like if all you ever knew was your whole life was this cubicle and then all of a sudden you're like outside and you're like what the fuck is this car and these paintings and shit like i could be i could see that being like be like someone that's color colorblind like seeing colors again or something i could see yeah. that being like okay i'm taken aback by this but at the same time like yeah totally if it's like this is how i can like live free i would probably try to like stamp myself into like all right let's get this done <laughs> one one would think but i mean you never yeah. really know unless you're in that position I also find it kind of interesting, especially with the older guy who's in love with Christopher Walken. Oh, like he, uh, John Turturro. Yeah, like he comes out of it and like he's taking his time and absorbing his surroundings. Okay, sure. But it's like, hold on. These guys are innies, so they don't remember anything. But like he was very quickly able to realize, oh, these are car keys. And yeah. oh, this is a map, and I know how to read a map. And oh, this is where I am. This is how I get there. And then casually saunter outside, and it took him all of two seconds to figure out which car was his. And for someone who you know never having done or lived that kind of life, he very quickly got in and was able to drive it with absolutely no problem, as if he's been driving a car for his whole life. So like, 
I wonder if that's a subtle nod to like they don't have memories, but like the muscle memory is kind of there or if they just didn't really think that part through and needed to just go with it to progress the story and kind of get their point across. Yeah. And like, who knows, like what they like, do you know about the outside world? Like being in like the building, like who knows, maybe there's like, maybe they do know some stuff like on the outside world, but or something like who knows. But surely they weren't taught how to drive a car. Yeah, probably not. They but. definitely were not ever taught how to fucking read a map. Yeah, of that a is city true. That they've never seen. Maybe it is like what you said, where it's just like kind of like memories flood back kind of thing. Because like remember that that one guy that like got like desynced or whatever, and his like memories started to like merge. Maybe it's like some like thing of that where it's just like I I kind of know how to do this, and I can't really explain why. Yeah, and that could be it. Like I'm just being nitpicky at this point. Like it was still was phenomenal, and I can't <laughs> wait for another season. Yeah, that's fair. They're just like the little subtle, subtle things where like, I'm like really, how did how did you know how to do that then? Sure, that's fair. That's fair. But the show was a fucking banger. So yeah, really happy with it. Can't wait and for that, the next one. That intro was really good too. It's very beautifully crafted. It's got really nice yeah. music to it and like the graphics are very nice. Yeah. And like how it blends together the like kind of theme of the show. Like it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Fucking Apple TV is like slowly becoming like streaming champ. Yeah. No shit. So, so yeah. Quality over quantity, man. We've been saying that for a while now. They, they put out a fucking show and they put the time, the money and the effort into it. They don't just try to get as many shows out as they can to try and appeal to as many people as possible. It's like they take the time and make quality stuff. Yep. Yeah, there are streaming services that's doing it right. Unlike Netflix, which I think just like shipped the gun of a barrel in their mouth and said, fuck it. <laughs> What's some of the things they're doing? Yeah. So yeah, like well, they canceled your lock and key show, which yeah. I know you're probably upset about. I'm uh. I'm I'm very upset about it, but I'm slightly relieved that they're canceling it while giving it this final season. So at least the writers and stuff can be like, okay, we know this is the end. No cliffhangers. Whatever we do this season, we have to. And I think they're even in the middle of filming right now. Oh, okay. So like at least they're given that heads up where they can prepare it. So it's not some cliffhanger and you're like, oh God, what the fuck? And then they... And then they cancel it randomly out of nowhere and you never get any closure like they did with the society. True, true. But yeah, not happy that it's ending because that, that's one of my like really weird, makes me feel nostalgic and just the warm and fuzzy. It's just like a fun little yeah. fantasy show and I love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm bummed out that they're ending it. But again, at least they're going to end it on some kind of like dignified note. It's not just getting scrapped in the middle. That is true. That is the silver lining. So, but still, fuck Netflix. Yeah, and Those, like we talked, oh, go ahead. They're gonna sit there and pump out season after season of the fucking circle, but they're gonna cancel Lock and Key. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And last time we recorded, they announced that they were gonna charge for <laughs> different accounts outside of your house, and now today they announced that like yo ads are coming too. So. Get ready for those. <laughs> yeah, so like their stock took a huge plummet the other day because they announced for the first time in 10 years that they actually lost subscribers. Mm-hmm. 
and yet they're still going to pursue this password sharing thing. Yep. Which ultimately, like, I don't know if they're just completely stupid and don't realize that's going to lead to more subscriber loss. Or if this is like, this is how they're calculating it out. They're like, okay, we're going to crack down on password sharing, so we're going to lose people. But we'll do ad-supported streaming, and that way we can bring in another revenue stream, and then we can get people signing up again because it won't be as expensive. I have no idea. Well, I don't think anyone really knows. But here's here's where I'm getting nervous. I'm curious because they haven't specifically said how this is going to play out yet. But is it going to be the lowest Netflix tier right now, the $10 one where you don't get 4K and you only get like, can watch on like two different televisions kind of thing? Is that by default become to- the ad supported one? Then you have to pay more to not get ads or are they going to go, Oh, we're going to introduce a lower, cheaper, like $7 a month kind of thing or something. We're going to knock the price down and you're going to get ads or is the base tier going to become ad supported? And now it's, no, you know what I mean? Are they going to make everyone pay more so that they don't have to see ads? I'd like to say they're not dumb enough that they're going to integrate ads into pre-existing plans. But like given all the decisions they've done lately, it like they seem pretty you know, fucking stupid. So like, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like, cause if you were like paying your regular plan and then all of a sudden they fucking was like, you got to pay more or you're going to get these ads. I would think that most people would probably just be like, well, fuck you, Netflix. That's right. I'd be, you know, cause like the moment my, like I've been on the fence about canceling Netflix for a good long time. And it's mm-hmm. like the moment I see an ad on my plan or they're like, yo, you got to switch to a higher tier to not get them. Like that's an instant goodbye. You know, so you would think that they would do like a five or six dollar a month. Like, okay, it's got ads and whatever, but I'm also curious, like, I don't know if any other streaming services do ads, Yeah, but like HBO max, you can get ad supported or non ad supported. Okay. Hulu is the same way. And like, I've Peacock is the same way. I've never tried those plans. So like, do you get like, is it like commercial breaks? Or is it just like, here's an ad at the beginning and end? You'll get ads at the beginning and then they do, at least with, I know Hulu for a fact, if you had the ad supported one, you would get like 30 second ad roll at the beginning and then like two or three times throughout, depending on what you were watching. Like if it was a 20 minute show or an hour long show, there would be breaks in the middle of the show with like 30 to 45 second ad rolls. So it seems like almost like standard TV yeah. kind of ad breaks almost. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Because you, you got it like, I mean, and I understand the logic behind it because totally. if you put all of the ads at the beginning and then people just hit start, go about their business until the ads are done, then they watch their show. Yeah, totally. But if you're in the middle of a show and then it goes to a 45 second ad roll. You're it, not going to get up and leave. You're yeah, just going to watch it. That's yeah. where you're going to get people to see the ads, right? Yeah. So it's. It's like we talked before. It's like we always talk about, like, this is just going to turn into the new cable problem and people are going to dust off the old pirate hat, start sailing the high seas again. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so. Although it might become more difficult. I don't know if you've been reading all of the stuff that's happening with our government, but. Oh, yes. When they first announced that they were going to, when Bell wanted to make their own third party i guess internet monitoring service where they get to decide what website should be blocked or not everyone cried a foul 
they asked for everyone to write the government and give them their thoughts on controlling the internet. And everyone like said no, and they were like, oh, so we heard yes? <laughs> it was overwhelmingly negative, but then they just recently released their report about it, and in their yeah. report, they cherry-picked a handful mm-hmm. of yeah. reports where people are like, I think this is good because it'll fight piracy yeah. and it'll prevent, it'll have a good effect or effect on like, cons- you know, like the conspiracy yeah. misinformation shit. Like this is a good thing, but it was like 99% were like, this is the stupidest thing I ever, you can't do this. And 1% of the reports were like, this, this could have benefits. And yeah. the only ones that they decided to release in their like report were the good ones. And then someone was, I can't remember who it was, but one of the representatives was like, well, we have this thing called the freedom of information act. So I'm just going to dump all of the fucking letters that were written in here online. So everyone can read them. And it was like, Oh, the government lied. They were overwhelmingly negative. What? Yeah. Yeah. And with that case, look, it'd be, however that shakes out, like, I wonder how hard or easy it would be to circumvent that with like VPNs, which I guess depends on how they set it up. Right. You just have the entire world go to Starlink. Yeah. True. I mean, you only have a handful of ISPs up here, and if they're going to start controlling what sites you can and cannot go to, then it's just like, okay, well, cool. I'm no longer going to support Canadian internet service providers. Yeah. I've heard Starlink is, like, surprisingly fucking good for, like, a wireless fucking thing that it's, like, for most people, it would probably be fine. I work with a lot of, or a few guys that actually have it because they live oh. either in the country or like in the valley in BC. Oh shit. So, okay. What kind and of speeds are they getting? Three to 400 megabits Down? per second. Down, is that, yeah. What are they getting for up? Do you know? Hun- like a hundred. Shit. That's yeah. not bad at all. Nope. That's like a totally serviceable plan for like 90% of people. <laughs> The only difference is, is like the majority of people will like take like a two or 300 megabit plan here that costs like $60 a month. There's no varying speed plans with Starlink. It's just like a straight up monthly fee and you get what you get kind of thing. Right. So they're paying about $150 a month. Right. And you also have the startup costs of, cause you have to buy the equipment. You can't rent it or anything like you have to straight up buy it and the dish and all the equipment and stuff's about a grand. So it's got a, Bit of yeah. an upfront cost, and it's $150 a month is more expensive than the lower tier ones that you can get from like your normal ISPs. But true, still. and I wonder, and like I wonder how much because Starlink is pretty new, right? So it's like I wonder once that gets scaled up and it's more widespread if some of those costs come down. Well, I think they're going to come down eventually anyway because uh, Big Daddy Bezos is trying to do the same thing. He's trying to launch his own internet via satellite. So then you're going to have Starlink competing with Amazon, essentially. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And that'll dictate some of the costs. But the, the guys I know that have it, they love it. Yeah. They, they're, the only downside is you, because satellites, like the Earth rotates, so you're not always within satellites. So sometimes you have blackout periods. But right. from what they've told me, they've never really had an issue where it's like, fuck, I have no internet. And I really need internet right now. And they're down. It's like, oh, maybe like, from two to three in the morning, they'll ha- not have internet for an hour. But other than that, it's been, yeah. they all love it. They fucking rave about it. They're like, it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. Prior to that, they were just using ExploreNet satellite dishes where they were paying $120 a month and getting like 20 megabits. Mm-hmm. 
anyway. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix fucking shooting themselves in the face, I think. Yeah, well, and they're not... I mean, for me personally, you got Stranger Things and Ozark are like the only two Netflix exclusive shows I'm dying to see the next season of. And in both cases, it's the last season for both shows. Yeah. And so Ozark is what, the end of this month, beginning of May? Yeah, I think so. It's within the next month. And Stranger Things is this summer, I think. Yeah, it starts at like the beginning of June. Mm -hmm. So then after that, like, as far as I'm concerned, Netflix doesn't have anything that I'm like dying to see on their platform. Nope. Nope. Not at all. So, but speaking of Netflix, mm-hmm. have you watched the bubble yet? It sounds familiar. It's got like a fucking all-star goddamn cast in it. Like Karen, Karen Gillan, Pedro Pascal, Michael Key. I've I think I've seen some adverts. I've seen some advertisements for it, but I haven't checked it out yet. You need to watch it. Okay. It's I only bring it up because it is it's a Netflix original movie or whatever. Right, right. But it's Judd Judd Apatow. Oh, okay. The whole premise is all these people are part of like this like over the top obnoxious franchise. Think like Fast and the Furious. Okay. But this one's called like Cliff Beasts. Okay. And they're about to film like the sixth or seventh Cliff Beast movie. Okay. But it's at the height of the pandemic. Okay. So they're told like they're going to be shooting in London or whatever. So they all have to like fly there and do a two week isolation and like do COVID tests every day on set. And it's kind of just like, it's, it's full of like pop culture references. And like the whole premise is like these actors start losing their mind because they can't talk to other people they're only isolated to talk to within the cast and oh shit okay and like all of the like covid stuff the loneliness and the no contact and they start like losing their fucking minds because they're basically like stuck in this oversized hotel in the middle of the country where they can't go anywhere oh sure sure okay but it was i watched it on my way to work last hitch yeah and from start to finish i was fucking laughing it was fantastic all right I'll check Personally, it out. Personally, I think it was better than up in the air. Don't look up. That's fair. Like way better than don't look up. All right. I will add that to the list. The bubble. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. I like Judd Apatow. So it's the best Netflix movie that's come out in years. All right. All right. You sold me. So you've watched some Moon Knight did I'm, I'm caught up as of now I was okay gonna, i was gonna wait and watch all of them in one go and then i just couldn't i was like i need to i need to start watching these i can't just not i've seen two so far and i don't know how i feel about it it seems to is be it, the general consensus i quite like it is it so is it kind of like what some of these like we've talked about with the other marvel shows which is like the first part is like maybe not that great but the latter half is kind of where it picks up yeah just like with all of them it's like the build up in the plot or the character plot development for the first couple and then things start actually moving and you get your action and you get your suspenseful events and okay just like with all of them yeah because like i I finished the second one and i just like I was like, I have no urge to watch the third right now. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, even if like the whole plot and that sort of stuff doesn't quite tickle your fancy, you need to keep watching it just for the simple fact that like 
Ethan Hawke as this character is unfucking real. Like okay. he he plays this weird, wise cult esque leader so fucking well. Like he's like, right. I mean, you've seen Ethan Hawke in a bajillion different things over the years, but like honestly, like this is one of my favorite roles I've ever seen him play because he does <laughs> so fucking good at it. He is so good in this role. All right. All right. I'll keep watching then. And then as it progresses, you start seeing the different personalities of Oscar Isaac come out yeah. and like him having conversations with himself and then like different personalities come to light, kind of like uh split Yep. where they take over. So the voice changes and the way they walk changes and like for him essentially playing multiple characters, like he does that yeah. very, very well as, as well. Yeah. Well, he's, I, I love him as an actor. So he's, he's, he's quite good. He's a rock star. So. Yeah, right, well, stick with it. I'll keep checking along. But yeah, it's just <laughs> it does pick up, and you okay. get more, and you get more of like the voices, and you start to get more and more of like the Moon Knight costume, and right. Then where it interests me is like you start getting more into the archaeology stuff, kind of like you know, a la Indiana Jones or National Treasure, where you get these like little weird mysteries and historical facts and stuff, which I find interesting. It's I honestly quite like it as a as right. a Marvel series. All right, I think and I just need to like. Now that I'm getting near the end, I'm kind of like, oh man, I almost wish there was like eight. Like, give me two more. Right, right. I think that I just need to like power through the earlier episodes and then, yeah. I think that's just all of them though. Like I hated, well, I shouldn't say hated, but I had like no interest and almost gave up on WandaVision for the first couple episodes. I'm like, this is just fucking boring television to me. Right. That's fair. And fucking... Talking about DC for a second. It's apparently they got new owners because that discovery merger happened. Oh and a- yeah. And apparently like now reports are coming out that they're like apparently going to try to finally do what like they should have done a long time ago, <laughs> which is like have someone like Kevin Feige <laughs> that and actually fix their whole broken ass separated universe. Yeah. And because, stop just selling rights for a quick fucking dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Like they even like straight up reference, like in, in some of these reports, they were like, yeah, we want to get like a Kevin Feige person to kind of head up the DC. And they're like, we also realize that like you can do side movies with like side characters. And it's like, you know, shit, Marvel's been doing that forever. <laughs> it's like, you don't just have to stick with your fucking core people. You can do side movies that. Yeah, it doesn't need to be Batman and Superman every couple of fucking years. Yeah, exactly. There are other DC characters. Exactly. So I it's don't like, know if Morbius would have been the first one I would have fucking... I guess that's Marvel. That's not DC. I apologize. Yeah, yeah so it's... I'll, I'll be curious to see what they do, but fucking... I gotta do something. That whole universe has been in tatters for a long time. Oh, well, yeah, and it's because... Like, I'm particular, like, and it's crazy because they were set up to do the Marvel thing before Marvel was yeah. in the sense of having movies, but having these TV shows that complement the movies or could anyway, but they just separated out. There was the DC cinematic universe and then the DC television universe, mm-hmm. and they were two completely separate things. And to me, it's just like, you guys are off your fucking rocker. There shouldn't be two different people who play the flash. No, nope. let that person who plays the flash in the show play the flash yep. in the movie link these events like mm-hmm. 
it's just, it, it blows my mind. I, I don't understand the fucking like leadership in that fucking organization where they were, cause they've been doing arrow and Smallville and like all these things for years. They like, they could have, I don't get it. Yeah. And like, even when Marvel started doing it, they still didn't bother to be like, Hey, look at that. Like Marvel's releasing these like limited series on Disney plus that complements the characters in the fucking movie. Yep. Maybe we get, it's like, no, that'll never work. And it's like, yeah, yeah you, you fucking bet. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get that now. Cause now they're, but I guess it'll probably totally depend on who they get to fucking run that. Well, give me a call. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. I think anyone that is like a fan of DC could probably fucking do some work there. It's just, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. They had everything right there at their fingertips. Kudos because they're kind of pseudo semi doing it, but not as much. Like I yeah. loved at the at the end of Peacemaker when Aquaman like when they all showed up and you saw but you actually got to see yeah. Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller as their characters in that show. It's like, yes, this is what you should have been doing a long time ago through yeah. all of your fucking side series. It seems like most of the HBO Max shows are like, if it's DC, it ties in uh, like the overall thing, right? Because they got, I mean, those two projects that tie into the Batman, right? So, mm -hmm. but who knows? It's, who knows? The sad thing is like before any of this actually starts working out, we're years and years and years away from ever seeing it actually come to fruition. Yeah. Like Iron Man was, came out in like what? Six oh seven, yeah, a long time ago. You know, I don't so even it's like, know how far back, but yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, when did it actually come out? Two thousand eight, and what was it? Two years ago, we got the culmination of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it takes a while to fucking do all of this shit, right? Yeah, but they don't even need to like copy path no. for path the uh, the Marvel route. But simply going, oh, you know what? Let's do another movie. And hey, you know what? Let's have, let's have Supergirl show up in this new fucking DC movie. And they call up Melissa Benoist and go, hey, would you mind coming and shooting some scenes for this big blockbuster DC movie? Yeah. Like, it's not that fucking complicated. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, if Ezra Miller keeps getting arrested, they might just have to call that Flash guy. Yeah, he's a uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You think after getting arrested once that he'd be like, okay, I gotta like lay cool, but like, nope. A week later, he throws the fucking chair at someone's face. Just doubles down terrorizing the small hamlet in Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know what that guy's deal is. I don't know either. But you do you, Ezra. Yeah, you do you indeed. But oh, yeah. What else we got here? So Will Smith got like the weakest repercussions from the Academy. It seems like <laughs> just can't come to them for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing that I find funny about <clears throat> all this Oscar stuff is the like reigniting of previous Oscar. Oh yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. So like the one that I find incredibly humorous is like, Oscar like after this all went down the Oscars like oh well we don't stand for this and blah 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 and this is not who the Oscars are and blah 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 and then all the people that were coming out and be like 
Hold up. Didn't a certain director flee the country because he raped his daughter? And then, like, you know, you guys still give him Oscars. So, like, yep. you really you really want to play this We Care About Everyone card? Yep. I mean, sure, innocent until proven guilty, but yeah. the guy won't step foot on U.S. soil. And it's not because yep. he knows he can win this case. Yep. It's because he knows he's going to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, it's... The Oscars are just fucking, they're just a fucking joke now. Like at one point, are they finally just going to fucking go away? I, but I don't think they, they ever they will. I don't think they ever will either, but like you, they don't hold the same fucking weight and the same clout that they used to. Not even close. Like in the early days, like everyone strived to get that bald headed fucking statue. That was like peak pinnacle I've made it as an actor and it's just not anymore because you can be one of the wealthiest most successful and most popular actors in Hollywood and never do anything that the Oscars even fucking recognize yeah and, and I wonder if in and of itself should be like a goddamn sign to the people on the Oscars committee where they're like hey you know what maybe maybe we're at a touch I'm not sure why they feel the need to try and be like the American version of like cons yeah. And I wonder how much like the new generation of actors and alike actually care about it. Like, I'd be curious in like 10 years when like kind of when like your Leos and like that kind of generation is like gotten their Oscars and are like close to retiring. Like do the does the Tom Holland up and comers, do they even give a shit about winning an Oscar? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's like, I'd be, I'd be curious how that like, and I don't know, maybe like, maybe it is different if you're like acting, like it still holds kind of like a covenant of like, okay, like everyone in my industry, you know, gave this to me. Maybe there is still like a sentiment there, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an actor, so I can't really yeah. begin to hypothesize on, on how everyone feels about it, but just <laughs> I don't know, man. Like even cons, I saw that like Top Gun's going to cons. Yeah. But like, I don't think you're gonna see Top Gun record like nominated for best fucking movie of the year. No. And the no. fact that like the highest the highest grossing films of all time currently like those aren't getting any Oscar recognition and the, all that blowback to make them add a category for them because people are like, how can you sit here and say that this isn't. Like, they, it's just too pretentious. Like, they have this weird mindset where it's like, we decide what is considered good film and no one else gets that factor. And it's like, okay, cool. Except the rest of the world is the ones that determine if something is good or not. And if the yep. overwhelming majority are paying big dollars to go see these movies, then they're obviously worth watching. So, like, yeah, it's right here. You saying that this obscure film that had, like, a limited release in four theaters that, like, maybe... 1% of the population's going to see mm -hmm. or you know these guys who made a movie that has smashed every box office record and like 70% of the world's population has seen yeah and it's it's funny too like i was reading an article this morning i think and it was uh some opinion piece from a movie website or whatever and they were talking about the northman that uh, viking movie that's coming out with uh, uh what's his yeah and they were like is the northman to action for award season and like i read that like headline and i was like that is 
that kind of sums up the problem with the Oscars is like they look for very particular type of movies and that's what they give awards to. And Mm -hmm. it seems like they are just inherently not open to considering anything else. (laughs) So it's like, which is like wild to me because like, yeah. So I, I personally think that like, I'm not really one for like calling on boycotts. I'm not saying boycott the Oscars, but I mean, I think people really need to just give less of a fuck. I mean, oh, like, totally. for one, they won't recognize anything other than what's outside their little snobby little fucking club. Which, like, I'm not really one for conspiracy theories, but it makes me wonder if, like, there is some sort of conspiracy theory-esque shit at play where it's like, you know, you make friends with these certain people, and they're yeah. the ones that, like, nominate you kind of thing. Like, it's the only reason, only logical explanation I can come up with as to why... That stupid Fences movie with Denzel Washington won fucking awards because I watched it and it was atrocious. Yeah. It was yeah. absolutely start to finish atrocious. Yeah. They just, they need an overhaul. Or they just need to kill it. I mean, yeah. just kill the Oscars. They don't mean anything anymore. Yeah. And they did it to themselves. Oh, totally. And then they shoot themselves in the foot all the time with all these stupid little controversies where they're like, nope, this is what we believe in. Yeah. And something happens and it's like, are you sure Oscars? Cause this, you just said you, this is what you believe in, but this clearly is against that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. sorry. Yeah. We're, we're sorry. We'll, we'll do better. That's not what we stand for. And then something else happens and it's just like, Hey, remember when you said you don't stand for this kind of shit? Like, why is this happening? Oh, you know, it was just like a fleeting moment and we weren't sure what to like. Yeah. It's the, like, they just, yeah. The simple fact, the moment Will Smith slapped fucking Chris Rock, he should have been removed from the building, period. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. at the very, very, very least, he should have been removed from the fucking building. Yep. That didn't happen. You let him nope. sit down and fucking play out the rest of the Oscars, fine. But then you let him, like, 20 minutes later, come on stage and accept an Oscar? And then just watches, like, everyone in the room gives him a standing ovation. That's- and then you just see him partying, you know, at the red carpet right afterwards, like, taking shots, like, nothing yep. Happened. I'm not saying that they should take his Oscar award away. But no. The fact that he was able to walk up and accept an Oscar yeah. after he assaulted someone on national television. Yeah. Mm, fuck the Oscars. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, yeah. Pretty much. So. Speaking, you mentioned Top Gun going to Cannes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they have, and I saw a similar headline to this where it's like they have like a ridiculous amount of fucking footage. Yeah, Which well, makes me wonder how long this, like the runtime, like the theatrical runtime is going to be. Uh, yeah. And I wonder how much of that footage is like, because they're using actual like practical jets and shit like that. Right. So it's like, I wonder how much of it is just like shit like that. And it's like, like not the shots they need. Like, I wonder how much of it is that. Right. Like how much is kind of like B roll stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like. We're going to shoot all of the footage for the Jets because we don't know, like, what'll work when we edit type of, type of thing, right? But it's yeah. like we have these Jets for... Because you got to assume they don't have just a bunch of Jets for, like, two months while they're shooting, right? Like, they probably have, a, you know, a specific window where they had them, right? So maybe it's a case of, like, we're just going to literally film everything because we only have these for two weeks or something, right? My best guess is that as far as, like, actual plot and, like, shots that they need... And then even some B-roll of different jets and different, like, scenarios and stuff makes up, like, three hours of the ten hours of footage. And I'm guessing the other seven, like, all seven hours 
are just various scenes of Tom Cruise with his shirt off in different lighting and in different backgrounds. Sure, sure. It's just seven hours of volley beach volleyball. Yeah, it's like he's walking on the beach and he's like, uh, let me let me look at that. No, look, the, the oil's uneven. Like, I look yeah. oily on this side, but this side my skin looks dry. Reshoot it. Roll again. Yeah. We're going to get this right. And he's like, ah, the sun... That 45 degrees coming down, it's not it's not good enough. So I'm just going to walk up and down the beach from sunrise until sunset. Yep. Until we get the perfect lighting. Yeah. yeah. At least that's what I hope is all the extra footage. Yeah. One just, would hope. Just release it on Blu-ray with like two extra discs and it's just... Shirtless Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I'm real excited for that new Top Gun movie. I haven't watched the trailer yet, to be honest. Oh, really? I did, however, watch the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, and I am so, so, so excited for that. Yeah, that looked really good. That looked really good. And all the uh, new Doctor Strange trailers, that also looks really good, too. I only watched the one. I don't want to watch too many of them because I don't like I want all the mystery involved. I don't like, want to. I don't always, but sometimes I'll like watch a trailer and I'll like notice the little things. Sure. And it's like I want to go in just giddy, excited, and sure. not knowing what to expect. Sure. I have a feeling that movie is gonna like blow open a can of worms into that universe. I hope so. Because I like I like this is like seeing weird like TikToks of like people analyzing shit, but like one dude was like the embargo is the same as what they had for spider-man which is like super tight and meant to like come out the night before the film comes out because there is a bunch of shit that happens that we don't want leaked <laughs> and it's like you know i could see this movie being like all right here's a version of us opening the can of worms to x-men and a bunch of other shit well, I've, I've heard lots of that i've heard that yeah this one is going to be where they introduce the the it makes sense, right? The new Disney version of the X-Men. It makes sense. You know, it's the perfect opportunity because if you're saying inherently when you just say multiverse, you can like very easily just say like, you know, the X-Men were in this fucking Avengers multiverse and now they're here. So it's like the easiest shoe in to introduce people, right? So well, that was the weird thing too for the longest time with Fox owning the rights to X-Men, mm -hmm. like in all the Marvel movies, they couldn't say the word mutant. Like that was just... Yeah. Fucking yeah. bizarre. Yeah. So it's like now they have it. And what I'm curious about is like, do they bring anyone in from the X-Men movies? On well, like, like. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Well, yeah, like I know he's coming in. But like aside from like the initial introduction, like are they going to just like wipe it clean and be like, okay, here's our new X-Men? Or are you going to get like. Because that Game of Thrones chick is, you know, still young. Does she come back as, what's her name? Right? Like, do they bring some of those people back? Or do they just straight up go, like, no. we're going to recast? Right? No. The New Mutants and, like, the young X-Men, aside from James McAvoy, because he's James McAvoy. And uh, Michael and, Fassbender. Yeah, okay, and Michael Fassbender. <laughs> like, the rest of them, meh. Move on. Yep. <laughs> I have to tell you this just because okay. so I have to go back to the bubble for a second. Okay. Because the bubble is just, it's also just full of like 
little cameos of celebrities that you're like, wait, what? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's one scene where I believe it's Karen Gillan. She's like so sick of like working on set. She's like, I'm making a run for it. She's like, I'm going to distract everyone and I'm just going to run and I'm going to try and get away. Sure. Because like with COVID and stuff, no one's been able to leave. Right. Right. So she starts running and she's like runs out of the back, like the studio lot into like the back alleyway and she starts running and you see some dude and he's kind of like a little further ahead in the distance next to like a van and he's like on his phone and you can't yep. really like see who it is. And then she is like running like towards him to like run by him. And then like he sees her running and then he kind of like starts jogging in the direction that she's going and then oh, she sure. runs right by him. And then he like full on starts like sprinting after her and she's like, what? Why are you chasing me? And he's yelling at her. Why are you running? Why are you running? And then like tackles her to the ground. And she's like, what are you doing? What? Like, why are you chasing me? And he's like, I don't know. Why are you running? I panicked. And it was, it was James McAvoy. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. Nice. I love James McAvoy. Yeah. I'm he's great. Fan. He's great. I will anyway, to check out the bubble. Just, just talking about James McAvoy. It just <laughs> reminded me of that scene because it came out of nowhere and I just started like hysterically laughing when I saw that. That's awesome. I I love when there's like those cameos or like where it's like the kind of like improv pop-ups. Mm -hmm. I wish more stuff did that. But me that could too. just be because I'm a really big fan of improv. Well, again, watch that movie. It was fantastic. I will. So you must be shitting your pants with excitement that Aaron Paul and Cranston are going into Better Call Saul? Oh, for sure. I th it, I'm, I was pretty sure it was always going to happen anyway. But, I mean, the, I mean, they're doing that stupid fucking thing that Ozark is doing where they're splitting this last season in two. But, and it, which I fucking hate. Thankfully, it's like not that big of a gap. I think it's only like a one month gap, I think, between it. But still. It's like, why? To keep TV ratings. It's like, and it just premiered, I think, last week. So, like, the first two episodes are out. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm really excited. I don't I don't like that either. And I, I'm getting, as time goes on, more and more frustrated and upset when, uh, like, streaming services shows. Mm-hmm. So like I loved it when it's like oh this new show's coming to Netflix or Prime and you get the whole fucking season yep. and then you just you you burn it you burn yep. it real fast and I understand you want to keep your subscriber count so you want you don't want someone to like join for a month burn the entire season and then cancel I yep. understand the logics of that but I fucking hate it and I hate how they do that because like I was mm -hmm. looking at the release schedule for the boys and they did this last year granted but it's like premiere day you get two episodes and then you get yep. an episode every other or every week following i'm like god damn it and they're doing that right now with gonna parlay this into the outer range oh yeah yeah I that's like, the only reason i haven't checked it out yet is like because i want some more episodes to be out because i know i'm probably gonna like it <laughs> yeah so like i was like oh outer range like okay i'm, I'm intrigued by this and i had yeah. this plan where i was gonna download them all onto my ipad so that on my long bus ride home from work, yep, I could burn through that whole season. Yep, only to find out the night before when I went it's to episodic, fucking, <laughs> yeah, that there's only two episodes out. I was like, "Are you 
fucking kidding me right now? I know. I've it fucked up my whole bus ride because I was like, I planned to watch 10 hours of this show. Yeah. And now I've got two. I've actively started like just leaving stuff in queue until there's like seven or eight out. Cause like, like you had Tokyo Vice on here and like, I've been super excited for that show, but it was, again, it was like the weekly release shit. And I was like, fuck, I know I'm going to like that show, but oh, it's, it's like, so good. it's like, I know I'm going to fucking love that show because it's Michael Mann doing a Tokyo fucking crime show on HBO. Like that's my jam. And like, but I was like, I'm, I don't want to just watch one and then be like, well, fuck me. I got to wait till next week. And it's like, I saw the other day, I was like, okay, there's seven out now. I'm going to start watching. So it's like, I fucking just give, give all of us the episodes at once. And then they fucking salt that wound by going like, all right, we'll give you five over the span of five weeks. And then we're going to stop for two months and then give you the other fucking five. It's like to double fuck you. Yeah. So. Well, which is akin in my opinion to when they go. Hey, we're going to release this banger season and don't worry, you'll get the next season in two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause it's I've like been waiting too fucking long for the new season of Westworld and it is yeah. killing me. I know. Yeah. I fucking, I hate the episode. Like I find myself more and more now just like straight up waiting until there's like a bunch out. It's like fucking like, unless they're, Yeah. It's okay. So then I take it. You haven't watched any of the outer range yet. No, there's four out and it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's weird. I saw a trailer for it and it seemed like it was like a Western, but then they like drop some fucking sci-fi shit. in. <laughs> yeah. Like for a little bit, you kind of get this like Yellowstone feel. They're like a rough, gruff. Yeah ranch owning family they ride bulls and they fucking wrangle their cattle and and then some alien shit happens yeah but not aliens yet anyway like there's no, been no direct aliens it's just kind of like this weird sci-fi shit okay but oh. is it like is it decent so far yeah like so far i really like it i've okay every time the new because they're doing two two episodes every week oh are they yeah uh, okay so there's four out right now and I've watched all four and I'm, I'm quite into it, but now okay. I have to wait until Friday to catch the next fucking two. Fair enough. Do, how many are in the season? Have they said like, think, is it eight? I think, I think there's going to be eight or 10. Okay. But I mean, I mean, it's Josh Brolin and he does phenomenal and Emoga yeah. Poots is in there and I'm a big fan of hers. Yeah. So it, it's been really good. I, I highly recommend it, especially if you're into some of that like weird sci-fi stuff. Because oh, it isn't yeah. aliens per se. And like, that was kind of like when I saw I'm like, Ooh, outer range. And I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's Yellowstone with aliens. And that yeah. immediately made me think of that fucking. Oh, that stupid space cowboys movie. No. With, uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Cowboys versus aliens. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is going to be stupid. <laughs> but having watched it, it's more, it's, it's sci-fi, but it's not right. on the alien side, at least not so not far. Yet. Yeah. But you've been given little tastes of like, right. this is what's going on. And like, this is kind of like what it, not what it means, but here's the ramifications of what this is. Yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't know. I like it. I'm looking forward to the next fucking two. Yeah. I'll probably, being that you've started to watch these, I'll probably try to actively try to catch up. So then how far did you get in Tokyo Vice? I haven't started yet. <sighs> 
I was going to start it this week because like I saw that there's a bunch out now. So I think there's seven out now. Yeah. Seven or eight. Yep. Yeah. And I've watched the first six or seven. Yeah. I'm really, I, I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's like, I know I'm going to like it. So like I wanted to wait until there was a bunch out because. But just a heads up. It's not a crime show set in yeah, Tokyo. Yeah. No, like, like I know it's it's very more like a dramatic show yeah, yeah. set yeah, yeah. with Tokyo as the backdrop. Like it does yeah, involve yeah. crime, like yeah. But I mean, it's not like your murder mystery kind of. Crime. No, 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 because it's about like a crime reporter, right? So, mm-hmm. I believe it's based on a true story too. Eh? Oh, really? I think so. It's very well done. It's yeah. like the plot development, the character development. Like it's kudos to fucking what's his name, Ansel Al- Algar. Mm-hmm. Like him speaking Japanese in that show, like good on him. Oh, like he actually went and learned it and like, yeah. Okay, cool. Cause like there's, there's some, cause in, in Japan, like a bunch of them do speak English. Yeah. But I mean like Japanese is obviously the native tongue, mm-hmm. but, uh, that show is like very much like 50, 50 Japanese okay. where you have, you're reading English subtitles. And then the other part of the time they're like speaking in English. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense. So, but f- fantastic. Yeah, can't wait for the rest of that one. Yeah, and then on your recommendation, I started watching Billions again. And it took me like three or four episodes to like really get back into it, but then like now I have like two episodes left, and like I'm like, okay, this is Billions. Like I, I'm into, I'm into some of this. So it just took me like a few episodes to like realize this is the new version of billions. Like again, like without Axel, like it'll never be the same. And I think everyone knows that, but like I saw a chart where it was basically like the rankings of every episode of billions from every season. Sure. And like, this is by and large the lowest ranked season with the lowest ranked number of episodes out of all of them. Which I mean, like I understand, but I I, I got to sit there and wonder, like, how much of this low ranking is people just like not liking it because there's no Axelrod? Because like it's again, it's not as good without with yeah. no Bob, Bobby Axelrod, but it's still a good show. Yeah, there's been a ton of like fucking crazy little. Oh yeah, because you said you got two episodes left. Yeah, so like uh, the so big you, thing that just happened was like Chuck got like. Not disbarred, but like fired from his from, from AG. Yeah, yeah, like that was a pretty big fucking twist. That was something Bobby yeah. was never able to fucking do. No, and like I, it, it's like kind of like what I said. It took me like three or four episodes to kind of go like, okay, I just need to like get in my head that like this is the new billions mm-hmm. without Bobby. And then once I did that, I was like, okay, this is it. Like it's it's still billions. Like there's still these crazy moves, and it's like. They fucked him out of the Olympics, you know, like at the last minute, you know, and he was like, all right, well, I'm going to fuck you out of your job, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, so it's like, there's lots of, it's good. Like there's moves being made and like shit like that where it's like, yeah. Well, I think the big thing for me was like when you watched the season previous, when it was kind of like Prince versus Bobby, it mm-hmm. was Bobby has no limits. Like mm-hmm. he'll do like straight up downright shady and questionable things to get what he wants done whereas prince was always like this at least portrayed like this billionaire but he 
he wants to go about things the right way and he has like very stern ethics and as yeah. you get through this season it's just like okay all of that is definitely a front he wants yeah. the world to think he's good but he's just as shady and sketchy and does these yeah. manipulative diabolical little things on the fucking side like he is no different than bobby other than yeah. he cares bobby, about personal image and bobby did yeah. it yeah bobby just did it like he acted he did it in front of everyone whereas prince is like doing it behind their backs right yeah you know and it's like in that Kind of, I think the the last episode I watched, it was also when uh, Wendy was like talking with him, like doing the therapy shit. Oh, and, and like she, she stri- like- straight up called him out. She was like, Bobby wanted like complete freedom and that's why he acted the way he did, right? And like she was like making those comparisons and she was like, you're just kind of like sleazy trying to get everything you want, like kind of thing, you know? So it's like, so yeah, it's like starting to get into like, okay, I'm back on the billions train, you know, I'm Okay. It sucks with a Bobby, but like it's also still a very good show, and I just needed to like get over that hump. So, so then have they revealed Prince's like big plan for the future, like why mm-hmm. he's doing everything that he's doing? Has you got to that part yet? No, like they've done some tidbits because like him and that uh, like his number two have been talking about like okay, like they've talked about like what they're gonna do is the end game. Like, or like that an end game is coming because he was talking about like, you know, we're trying to build up this firm so that when we leave, it's like still fine. So like, I'm assuming there's something coming okay. and so I'm, you haven't, I, you haven't figured out as to like why they're going to leave yet. Okay. No, I'm assuming that comes in the last two episodes. So, okay. Well, then, cause then you're in for another pretty big fucking bomb drop where you're like, what does this mean for the next season of billions? Then if oh. this is the big fucking plan. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because, yeah, I think... Let me see. Do I have two? I think I just have two episodes left. Yeah. I could have swore that that reveal came in, like, the third last. Because I thought there was two episodes that followed that kind of talked about uh, his fucking plan. Did I just, like, totally fucking blank on it, maybe? I don't know. It the Whatever episode... Because it, it, the big reveal happens at the very end of an episode where like Taylor and Chuck in two separate like scenarios, Taylor kind of goes, Oh, Oh shit. This is what's happening. And Chuck goes, son of a bitch. This is what's oh, happening. You know what? Okay. Maybe it could be uh, the third to last episode. Cause I just looked and apparently I have 15 minutes left. So I must've had to like stop it to jet when I was watching. Okay, so it says I have 13 minutes left, so I'm assuming maybe it just yeah, happens that in the last... Reveal, that big reveal is going to happen in the last 15 minutes of that episode you didn't watch, yeah. Yeah, because I was watching them all yesterday, and then like something came up, and I was like, all right, I got to close this. So, okay, right. well, watch the last 15 minutes of it, and you'll be like, oh, this is what the yeah. big plan is. Yeah, I plan to finish it off later today, so... So, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm back on board for Billions, so... That's good, I quite like it. Oh, okay, so you finally finished Snowpiercer. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that took you so fucking long. I know, but. I know. Go ahead. It's fuck, It was really good. And fucking, like, tons of fucking, like, they're actually out of the train at, like, the end of it, you know? And yeah. fucking, uh, what is it? They got, like, another train uh, fucking out exploring? Or no, that's uh, Wilford fucked off in that, yeah. like, single car thing. And then uh, What's-Her-Face came back. Um, Jennifer Connelly. Melanie. Yep. So, so yeah, it's that show's still fucking great. So I'm, 
Yeah, when she came back and then they like were pitted against each other. I was like, whoa, no. Yeah. That whole episode with his like weird dream sequence. I don't know how I felt about that. I, I, I don't know how I really felt about it either. I was like, I see what they're doing, but I don't think you needed this. No, I was I, like, I was like, I'm gonna watch this, but like, can we just yeah. skip to the end? Yeah, like it was kind of, like, especially it was like a weird placement because like some pretty big story beats were happening like just before that. So it was like, mm. like I just want to see where those go. Like, I don't need this weird dream thing. I, like, I want to see the results of what just happened yeah but but yeah i'm i'm curious where that show goes now because now that they've found like it's like a slightly colder place that they're like outside of the train and there's water so it's like like i'm curious if they ever go in the direction of like you know there is actually a place with trees left on the planet or if it's it's weird so well, they don't have a train anymore to get anywhere, so they yeah. pretty much have to wait for Melanie to loop back around to check to see if uh, yeah, things are the way they are. And I'm also, like, curious, so, like, this show is a prequel to the movie, right? N- it, no. It's a prequel to the movie? I'm pretty sure. There's no fucking way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cause, like, you, when was the last time you watched the Snowpiercer movie? I haven't seen it. Okay, that's what. So this is why I'm saying there's no way it's a prequel because the Snowpiercer movie has Chris Evans in it, and the plot is very similar to the very first season of Snowpiercer, where he lives in the tail and he's slum and he forms an uprising and they kind of like take over the fucking train. Oh, the train's already been like taken over by the Tailies and split up and like redivided, and the world is different on the fucking train. And at no point is there anyone who gets off the train. There's no talk of civilization outside the train. Like, I thought that this was a remake of the movie, but doing it as a TV show, you can take more time and you can explore things after the fact. As I thought it was... I'm looking it up now because for some reason I thought, like, when it first came out that it was a prequel. Remake, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see. It, granted, it's been a while since I've seen the Snowpiercer movie. But I definitely remember Chris Evans living in the tail end of the train and he gets his band of tailies together to like take the train and, you know, fight for equity. So I don't see how it would be. Okay, this Screen Rant article is saying it's it's a reboot of the 2013 feature film's continuity. Okay, so they're just basically saying like, hey, here's... Okay. All right. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking it was some weird prequel because I was like trying to think I was like I was so thinking that when I was watching it I was like well uh, as far as I know in the movie and granted I haven't seen the movie but I was like aren't they on the train the whole time in the movie so yeah. they don't get okay. off the train okay they just fight for equality all right get to know it's just a reboot then yeah now you know right. but yeah that show's still good so as far as I know, they're still they're doing more, right? I don't think they've canceled it. So I don't know. This is three seasons, so don't hold your fucking breath. Well, it's not holding Netflix. It's TNT, and then they have like what they have with the CW or Day and Dates. Mm, so I don't. Enough. I don't maybe think there's, Nef- maybe there's still hope. Yeah, I don't think Netflix can actually cancel it. Well, it's a good thing then it's in conjunction with TNT. Otherwise, it would be fucking canceled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's very similar to like the CW, where like they just have a deal where they launch it there every week or whatever. But 
Speaking of the CW, I need to go on another Riverdale rant. Oh, God. Has it just gotten more ridiculous? Yep. So the the last time we spoke about it, I talked about they did this like weird multiverse fucking nonsense. That's right. Yep. Where they called it River Vale. And that's how they parlayed the... Sabrina stuff? Yeah. Okay. So So how's it gotten weirder than that? Okay. So... (laughs) There was so much weird, bizarre, witchcrafty, nonsensical shit going on, but it was like, <clears throat> yep. okay, I'll let this pass. You're calling it Rivervale. This is an alternate universe. Sure. It's stupid, but sure. We'll go with it. So now they've ended the multiverse and they're back on the main timeline. Okay. Which, which is, uh, well, this is where it gets interesting to explain <laughs> like the way the, the multiverse ends or like the whole, sorry, the way the multiverse began was it was Archie and Betty were laying in bed, and this is right after they chased uh, Veronica's oh, dad out of town. Didn't they like fuck and then like a love curse happened? No. Is it MO? Okay. No. I'll try to be very brief in this, but the gist of it is they chase Veronica's dad, Mr. Lodge, Hiram Lodge, out of town. They're like, okay. hey, enough of this. So they like, the whole town gets together with like guns and pitchforks <laughs> and they're like, leave Riverdale, you're the problem. So they chase him out of town. The end of the episode is Archie and Betty are now like back together again. So they're like laying in bed and they're about to make love and they hear a weird ticking sound and Archie looks under his bed and there's a fucking bomb. The bomb goes off and that bomb is what somehow blows everything into a multi-universe thing. And that's where Rivervale starts. So to close the multiverse, they figure out that if you have the right combination of like love and hate, stop this bomb and everything will go back to the original timeline. So that happens. So they go back to the original timeline, but in the original timeline, the bomb still goes off, but Archie and Betty are completely fine. So Archie's house is fucking destroyed. Okay. So, but Archie and Betty don't have a scratch on them. They're completely fine. Jughead was in the garage when this bomb goes off and the blast basically made him go deaf. Okay. So he starts to lose his hearing. So now we're back into the main fucking timeline. (laughs) And And Archie is like in... Did they make them superheroes? So hold on. So Veronica is running like this sketchy casino... The town is run by like Betty's mom, Archie's uncle, uh, Miss Topaz, and some other people are like this council that they're like the new city council that's going to like recover Riverdale from all the damage that Hiram Lodge did to it. So at one point they're like, yeah, we don't really want casinos and da da da, which is what Veronica is running with Reggie. They have a casino running and in several episodes, Veronica and Reggie talk about how they're like, making no money. They're losing money on the casino. They need to bring in business. Then they get word that Hiram is the one who planted the bomb. So Veronica decides, okay, that's it. This is the final straw. And she puts out like a $3 million hit on her dad. What? Yeah. She's got no money. They're not making any money with the casino. They've explicitly stated that in the show that they are like almost broke unless they can figure out a way to make some money with this casino. Somehow she finds $3 million and puts a hit out on her dad and and kills her dad. Okay. So that's how they gracefully exited him out. (laughs) Yeah. You don't see him at all. This is all just like, yeah, put the hit out on my dad later in the episode. Yeah. It's done. Your dad's dead. (laughs) 
He left you an audio tape where he apologizes. Okay, of course. Cool. And then that's it. That's the end of Hiram Lodge. That's how they exit him from the show. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I had my gripes with that. I was like, okay, this is weird. Prior to all of this River Vale timeline shit happening, as adults, you find out episodes and episodes and episodes ago, like earlier in the season or last season, that like as adults, Betty went to the FBI Academy and was tra- tracking down this guy named TBK, the trash bag killer. Wasn't that her brother? No. Your, her brother was also a serial killer and her dad was a serial killer known as the Black Hood. Oh, but wait. after they all graduate high school, she becomes an FBI agent and she tries to go after this guy named the Trash Bag Killer. And he's just a serial killer who chops people up and puts their body parts in trash bags and leaves it around town. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So he finds his way back to Riverdale. Okay. Or of finds course. his way to Riverdale because he's got some weird obsession with Betty. So there's like this weird timeline going where like the Trash Bag Killer is in town and then he tries to kill... Uh, <laughs> This is where it gets so fucking stupid. Because I have to... I I got a little ahead of myself here. Okay, that's fine. After the explosion, everyone with Jughead going deaf, everyone's like, Archie, like, what happened? And he's like, oh, we saw the bomb and we ran out and we hid under the kitchen table and then the bomb went off. And they're like, yes, but look at the kitchen table. It's completely crushed from everything that came down from the ceiling. Oh, yeah, that stuff then fell down after. And he's making all these excuses. So you come to find out that Archie is in fact invincible. (laughs) Fuck off. So they're actually making him superheroes. Yes. So he basically (laughs) is Superman. Like he he can't fly or have laser eyes, but they do all these things where like he punches holes in the wall and like doesn't even feel it. Oh fuck. They like put his arm in a vice and they can't crush it. He's invincible. Okay. Of course. Meanwhile, Betty got a superpower where she can see people's auras. Oh, fuck off. So, like, yeah, she can see this, like, red aura around someone, which means that they're, like, an evil bad guy. So she starts, like, busting people in Riverdale because she's like, oh, I know this is the bad guy because I can see this red aura around. Oh, fuck off. Yep, yep, yep. Jughead, meanwhile, is going deaf, and then one day he's, like, writing, and he gets his hearing back. Oh, can he fucking, like, read thoughts now or some bullshit? Oh, Yep. Fuck off. Yep. Oh, fuck off. He They're just making them back. the X-Men. He didn't, he didn't get his hearing back. He just can read binds now. Oh, fuck off. Fuck and off, this is, Riverdale. This is in the main timeline. Yeah. Oh, it gets, it gets even better. So Archie okay. and his uncle and like some of the Andrews construction guys, they're like rebuilding the blown up portion of Archie's house. Okay. So this one guy. So in previous seasons, like the big thing was Hiram Lodge was trying to take over Cheryl Blossom's like maple groves so that he could mine palladium. What? Yeah, that's that was like last season. Palladium, it's like this rare earth metal, and apparently it's that's super what's valuable. Used, that's what's used in Iron Man's first heart. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what they're going after. Anyway, All right. so in one episode, like last season, because I remember we talked about it because I was like, Ray, or, uh, Cheryl Blossom was like, oh, there's palladium mines under here. I should mine it. And then five seconds later... Archie and all of his friends have mining equipment and they're like, yeah, we're going to mine this palladium for you. And I'm like, wow, sure. no, no gradual buildup. It's just like Cheryl's like, we should do this. And then and, literally yeah. within 10 seconds, the next scene is a full on fucking mine operation with Archie. Yep. Anyway, so they're rebuilding this house. This guy comes up from the basement and goes, hey, Archie, I found this. It's a chunk of fucking palladium. Archie's like, oh, thanks, man. Like I, that must've been from when I was mining palladium 
under Cheryl Blossom's house and tells the dude to keep it. And the guy's okay. like, no, I'm good. Like it's, it's in your house. It's yours. It doesn't feel right. Gives it to Archie. Archie puts it in his back pocket. Later on, Archie gets hit and he actually feels pain and can bleed. Turns out palladium is his kryptonite. Oh, fuck off. If he's near palladium, he becomes weak. Oh, fuck off. So that's, that's where I got ahead of myself because the trash bag killer sees that Archie and Betty are close and he's obsessed with Betty. Sure. So he comes into the house and like basically throws palladium at Archie and that way he's able to like knock Archie down, tie him up and like attempt to kill him right. because he keeps palladium nearby. So Archie doesn't have his invincibility. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, Archie eventually somehow like the dog saves Archie and the trash bag killer runs away. And then like the stupidest thing is Betty's like, I got to leave town. Like the trash bag killer's not going to like stop. Like I need to get out of town. So he follows me and I'll kind of like circle back. And you're like, Oh, is this like Betty's like the actress who plays Betty? Is this her like break or hiatus or exit from the show? No, it was, it was one episode. She fucking leaves. You don't see her for a full episode. And then the very next episode, She's back again. And it's okay. just like, okay, that was really fucking fast. So have they revealed which of the main cast is the trash bag killer? Because you know it's going to be someone that's like... No, you see who it is. It's not oh. a, It's not part of the cast. It was just some like random dude. Oh, that's actually pretty surprising. Yeah. But then the other like big reveal is they had some dude who showed up in town and I can't remember. He's some British dude and he's got family that dates back to Riverdale in the area hundreds of years ago. And he shows up and starts doing all this like sketchy shit. And like, he's like trying to get all the homeless bust out of town instead of taking. So like Archie's like, no, we got to take care of the homeless. And then this like new young rich guy's like, no fucking, we'll just get some buses and we'll fucking put them on a bus and get them out of here. Problem fucking solved. Okay. So then at one point Jughead goes to like sit down and like interview him and kind of like, while he's asking him these questions, listen to his thoughts to find out what this guy's deal is. Sure. And while he's listening to this guy's thoughts in this guy's head, he goes, Jughead, get your greasy fingers out of my fucking mind. Oh, fuck off. So it's like another fucking, okay, sure. I don't know what his superpowers are, but he is now the super villain of the the Riverdale television series. Fuck. I mean, it was only a matter of time before they got superpowers. How long is this show going to go? I don't know. But every time something fucking like ridiculous and crazy and bananas happens, I'm like, this is it. uh, This is the line. And then they just one up it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm always like, how can they make it any worse? That's why I keep watching them. Like they like surely like this is peak shit writing. Like it can't get worse than this. Like when they did the whole thing with Chad Michael Murray, where he was like, and then they the shot him in space leader. with a rocket. Yeah, and then he tried to get on a rocket in an evil Knievel suit. I was like, surely it can't get worse than this. Like, this is terrible. And then they do this, like, weird multiverse. And then we get back to the normal timeline. And I'm like, okay, well, at least it can't get any worse than that. Now they have superpowers. Yep, of course. Of course. So, okay, here's the question. When do they tie it into the CW fucking DC shit? You gotta, like, know. at this point, like... I wouldn't put it past them to try. <laughs> I don't. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Fuck. It, it, it very well could happen, but I... So is this... So is, like, the current Riverdale season done? No. Oh, it's still... Okay, so it's, like... Yeah. And then maybe the season ended. I'm still, like, two or three behind because I went away from work, so I haven't seen what these latest couple have been, but... 
Yeah. Oh, I, there was also one part too where Cheryl decided to like, she's been getting into witchcraft since like the other universe. And then I figured it would go back to normal in this universe, but no, she's still obsessed with spells and shit like that. And then at one point, Cheryl's like great, 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 great aunt from like the fucking 1700s or something like that. They do some sort of summoning ritual and this ghost spirit of like her great ancestor takes over Cheryl's body. And then one of the little girls that like Cheryl kind of pseudo adopted kind of realizes it and is like, we need to get her out of Cheryl's body because she's bad news. Oh God. So they, the way that they do it is they have to get Cheryl to like realize that she's currently being possessed. And the way to do that is you have to fall asleep next to her. Cause the only way to communicate is through dreams. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. And then Cheryl eventually wakes up and kicks the spirit out and gets her body back again. Oh God. That fucking chill. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh yeah. fucking superheroes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, where yeah. this show keeps going. Uh, uh, <laughs> sure. I, I, you know, like after the whole Game of Thrones fiasco. Sure. Like, I prayed like every night. Like I would like before getting into bed. I'd get down on my hands and my knees and interlock my fingertips and I'd like bow my head and I'd pray to God that the fucking, those J guys behind Game of Thrones never got a Hollywood gig again. Like I prayed for it. I was like, take away Star Wars, never let them be showrunners or in charge of any television show again because what they did was an inexplicable, heinous act. Yeah, it was and terrible. They should never be allowed to be anywhere near television or film again. No. Nope. That's what I prayed for. And now my new prayer <laughs> is that that dude who like somehow super obsessed the right, about yeah, yeah, that super obsessive like creepy guy who loves the idea of like 16-year-olds having sex. Mm-hmm. I hope that guy never gets another television show ever. Yeah. I'm it's- really hoping that between Sabrina fucking bombing after one season and that other fucking sideshow he did with uh oh right uh i can't remember what it's called yeah, yeah. he did the other one same thing bombed after one season i'm really 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 hoping that like they're like okay well for some fucking reason people are still watching this we'll just let him go but i hope when riverdale comes to its inevitable terrible conclusion that he's just blacklisted from touching television or movie ever again. You would hope so. Like, I'm going to pray on that every night. You would hope so. Because this guy is fucking awful. Yep. It's just like this guy making Absolutely his... Absolutely awful. Weird fucking perverted Riverdale verse. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's like he's a fucking... He's like clearly like a 40 or 50-year-old man. Yeah. But it's like he's got a... He's a 12-year-old in his head where he's like, Oh, I've always wanted to see a... Like, I want to make my own superheroes. What not if Archie original, was yeah. like just straight up stealing. I mean, yeah. I guess there's so many, so many superhero traits, but he's not creative with it at all. Like no. invincibility, but your weakness is a fucking rock. Yeah, of course. Like, huh? I wonder where you're biting yeah. that fucking steez from. It's like, hmm. There wasn't a. It's not like there was another CW show that did exactly that. <laughs> I just. <laughs> So like I hope this guy never gets allowed to touch another television show so long as he sh- lives. Like, that's fair. Live live off your royalty checks and walk away because like you, 
That's fair. Was good. It genuinely yeah. was good. Like the first yeah. two seasons of Riverdale yeah. were good. Yeah, it was like this small town, like murder mystery esque yeah. kind of like teen find yourself, and it was like this is really good. Like it's it's a really modern, smart take on like how do you do Archie in TV, and it was like here's this kind of slick way of doing it, and then it just kind of kept going down. <laughs> well, like. You know how, like, for a while, way back in the day, there was, like, all the spinoff movies. Like, you had Scary Movie, which mm-hmm. was, like, a farce on yeah, yeah. horror. And then you had Not Another Teen Movie and those kinds of things. But, like, the jokes and the things that they did, you were like, oh, they're, like, this is, per- like, purposefully planned and executed because it's a spoof. It's a knock yeah. on some of these horror movies. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And I feel like this guy with Riverdale, like sometimes the shit that happens is so bad that you sit there and you're like, okay, he has to be doing this on purpose to know that anyone who like is self-respecting and like genuinely enjoys television is going to go, okay, that's ridiculous. How do you like introduce a plot point with no backstory and then you don't like build into it or onto it or through it. You literally just go like, you know what? I'm going to mine palladium 10 seconds later with no explanation. You have a whole fucking crew and they're already working the mines. You just, skip everything you just throw shit right at the fucking audience and it's just like they must be aware they're doing this and they probably think it's hilarious and i'm now i'm just like no they they genuinely just don't know how to write this guy has no idea how to fucking write television yep yep and i feel bad for the cast because like man like skeet ulrich like no wonder he fucking walked away from that show yeah he's a good fucking actor yeah. And so is like the dude who played Veronica's dad and Veronica's yep. mom. And like, honestly, like uh, KJ Appa and fucking Cole Sprouse and like all of them. Yep. Yeah. Lily Reinhardt, Camilla Mendez. Like they're actually really good actors. Yeah. And like, I'm, I, I have to think like, are they just contractually locked into this or are they still in that young phase where they're like, Hey, like I kind of have a life up in BC and like it's probably that it's routine and I like the people I work with like my cast is like super fun to hang out with so I'm just gonna keep getting a paycheck to hang out with my friends but like at some point there's they're gonna start going I'm ruining my chances of getting any kind of like decent role after this like I can be a phenomenal actress but you surround a phenomenal actress by shit and then you like take them to a movie studio like it doesn't matter how good you are people are gonna be like What's that, what's that fucking smell? Yeah, pretty much. You got to think it's just some of their agents are like at some point going to be like, yeah, we need to like transition you out of this. <laughs> or maybe they just have really shitty agents who are like, yeah, I'm getting true. a fucking solid cut of this every fucking month. Let's just yeah. keep this train going. And in their true. head, they're like yeah. small time agents who will never. They're like, well, as soon as this. As soon as Lily Reinhardt gets big, she's going to dump me for a real agent. Yeah. So I'm going to so, keep her and recommend that she stay where she's at and I keep a fucking paycheck coming. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh. <laughs> oh, Riverdale. Anyway, that's my Riverdale rant. What a fucking shit show. Fair enough. Well, in the vein of like dumb shit, but not as dumb as Riverdale. I watched the new Michael Bay movie. And? What? It was actually a really fun good time. <laughs> if you like Michael Bay movies, it is absolutely one of those with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it is fucking great if you like Michael Bay movies. Because it is 
a movie about Michael or Jake Gyllenhaal and his brother stealing and then chasing around the city in an ambulance by cops <laughs> and helicopters. <laughs> and it's just like, if you like Michael Bay movies, you will like it. So it's, it's a Michael Bay action movie. So I completely forgot that that movie was even a thing. Yeah. And it's funny cause like I've been uh, like some of the behind the scenes stuff, like I was reading and it was funny. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was talking uh, cause he did uh, that Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how that movie actually like changed his career because he was like, he was talking in this interview and he was like, before Spider-Man, he was like, I had this mentality that every role I had to take was like this super serious thing where it's like, I've got to like kind of be that actor. And then he took Spider-Man and he was like, and he, apparently he just had a bunch of fun filming it. And he was like, that movie changed how I look at my career where he was like, I can do movies where I just have fun. And he huh. was like that's why I'm doing things like this Michael Bay movie where he's like, it's just a shit ton of fun where like he would take the camera and like do a shot and he was just having fun on set. And he was like talking about how crazy it is to work with Michael Bay. Like Michael Bay was like, he was talking in the interview and he was like, the man is crazy how he films. He was like, one day we were all sitting there getting ready to shoot this scene. And Michael Bay just comes out of nowhere and he just starts yelling. He's like, all right, New game plan. I got three helicopters for today only. We're going to use them. Let's go. <laughs> and he was like, scrap whatever we're doing today. I got three helicopters that I can use, so we're going to use it. And everyone's like, where'd you get three helicopters? He's like, that's not important. What's important is we're going to use them and we're going to film them. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So it's like shit like that. And like, there's another uh, like line that a buddy of mine sent. And it was like Michael Bay found this like amateur drone guy and he was I like, I read that article. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I really like your shots. Do you want to come and like do a shot like for the movie? And the guy was like, of course. And he like, he comes on set and he's like, so do I get to like practice or anything? He's like, nope, you got one shot. <laughs> so you better make it good. It's just like the way he films is like apparently just like crazy, which is like, yeah. All right then. But yeah, I just, uh, some of the behind the scenes was like, kind of fascinating how like Jake Gyllenhaal talked about like he was like I like he had this realization of like I can enjoy acting and like do these dumb things and also still do serious roles he was like it doesn't have to be one or the other so <laughs> see I, I never would have thought about that yeah yeah it was just interesting sense. hearing him talk is like so but yeah, it's if you like Michael Bay movies you'll you'll like this it's one of those super weak on plot but that's really not why you're watching it so yeah. alright then I might yeah. actually watch that yeah it's a good time what else have we got here Halo I only watched the first episode okay I've only watched the first two um, I like it I think it's fine it uh, threw me for a loop oh really I did not anticipate the level of gore, I guess, yeah. for yeah. that first episode. Yeah, where like he's, they're just blasting alien headshots and it's just fucking exploding. Yeah, didn't it, like yeah, didn't see that coming. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Like that first like because it's within like the first twenty minutes where he gets introduced. Where I was like, all right, you did a really good job of setting up how fucking de- a how fucking deadly these Spartans are, and b how much they just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. 
right? Where it's just like, yeah, uh, like I was pleasantly surprised and I was like, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I'm actually quite excited to watch the rest of it. Like I, the first episode got me like with that and like, I liked where they were going with it. We're just like, hey, here's Master Chief, like kind of doing his own thing. And I was like, I, I like that, you know, see, I, like I'm intrigued where it's going to go. Yeah, I uh, I only watched the first, but I'm like, yep. after that first one, I was like, okay, this this is actually something I think I can get into here. Yeah, and seeing like some some of the reviews from like some of the later episodes, apparently it gets into like some pretty good like Halo action shit like that, like on a pretty good scale. So it's like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. Like this mm-hmm. seems totally all right. So yeah. I can't believe that show was actually out because that was how long was that fucking in development hell? It was like 10 fucking years. Yeah. Like a solid decade. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of crazy to actually like talk about like the halo show that is actually tangibly out. Mm. <laughs> like man. And did you watch all of power book force? Yep. Okay. So did I did. I quite, what do you, quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. It is exactly what I wanted out of more of that universe, which is I want more gang stuff and the drug dealing. That's what I wanted out of those shows. I don't I, want, go ahead. I was pleasantly surprised and incredibly happy because I didn't watch trailers or previews. I just knew after watching Power, like I heard there's going to be all these chapters, these Power books. Yep. I was like, the only one that I actually give a shit that I would want to see is one about Tommy. Yep. So I didn't know anything about this other than it's Tommy and he's in Chicago. That's all mm-hmm. I knew. So when yep. I started watching it and saw the fucking dude from Sons of Anarchy yep. as the dad and then saw Lily fucking Simmons as the daughter, mm-hmm. yep. I was like, yep, I am all in for this. Yep. That, that was my thoughts as well as like, I was like, I like everyone that's popping up in this and it's doing exactly what I want a power show, which is like, give me the violence give me the gang stuff. That's what I want. I don't want, you know, fucking ghost kid at college slinging weed under the table. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Give yeah. me, give me what I like about the power universe, which is guns, drugs, and violence. Mm-hmm. And they delivered it on spades. So yeah, it was exactly what I wanted to see. Yep. I, I couldn't have, couldn't have been happier with it. Yep. And not afraid to kill people, mm-hmm. you know, like, like power always has been like, it's, it's everything I want out of a power spinoff. So I, like I said, I never watched power book two ghost or power book three, the Kane prequel. So I can't really compare. I just know that those served no interest to me. Whatsoever. I watched the first two of like, uh, the fucking kid. And like by the second episode, I was like, I just had this realization. I was like, I don't give a shit about any of the characters in this show at all. So I'm going to stop watching. Yeah, I just don't care about them. And I've been, like, I've been meaning to try the Kanan one because I think that is kind of in the vein of, like, street-level drug stuff, but I also don't know. So maybe I'll just stick with this one because it's, like you said, it's kind of the only one I cared about to be in with, so. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest. I probably will not watch... Uh Kanan or Ghost. No. His kid really annoyed me. This like whiny yeah. self-entitled. It was just like, 
he annoyed me in the show that I didn't really care yep. to see scenes with him. So like yep. to watch a whole show dedicated to him. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to pass. <laughs> and that was like my thoughts after watching like two episodes of it was like, I didn't like your character in the main show and I definitely don't like you here. So mm-hmm. peace. I'll wait for, to- I'll wait for Tommy to come back. So yeah. And it was good, but yeah. now I'm just going to have to wait. Fucking God knows how long for another one. If it even happens. Oh yeah. Cause fucking what was it 50 cent fucking had a meltdown over them not renewing it or something yeah so which is ridiculous because it's <laughs> phenomenal like yeah. this is what made yeah. the original powers so good yeah i think they'll end up i don't know if they announced that they're renewing it or not but it wouldn't surprise me if they it'd be shocking if they didn't so yeah it'd be stupid if they didn't yeah that's all i watched what are these other things? What you watch? Uh, well, I watched Atlanta because that's coming out now, right? Which has been really good. But I'm like, I text you and was telling you about this. Where like, out of the four episodes I watched, two of them were completely like unrelated to the actual core plot and didn't even have any of the core characters in them. And it just kind of, they were like super bizarre little side stories. And it, I don't know, it right. reminded me of like. Jordan, you know how like Jordan Peele left comedy to do these? It's it's kind of like that where it's like Donald Glover's got these like little mini stories that he would like to explore, but like nothing that he doesn't have enough material to make a movie out of it and like not enough material where like it would warrant its own kind of like show. Yeah. They're just like short stories essentially. So to like get them out there, he makes dedicates a whole episode of Atlanta to it. Oh yeah, and it's it, like it's always weird because it just seems out of place right like uh, I don't know if I talked about it when I was watching that Boba Fett show but they have like two episodes in the like seven episodes of its series so like one third of it basically that they straight up don't have Boba Fett in and just like do the Mandalorian storyline for like two episodes and it's like I remember watching it and it was like this has nothing to do with Boba Fett but okay <laughs> well so like the one episode is this kid and he's like kind of paying attention. He's in school. He's like, I don't know. He's like a six or seven year old kid. And like the teacher's like, Oh, we're going to go on a field trip and we're going to go see black Panther too. And the kids are like, yeah. And they all, they all get excited and he gets on the desk and starts dancing because he's so pumped about it. Okay. The teacher's like, Hey, get off your desk. And he like, won't listen. So he ends up in the principal's office, the mom and the grandpa show up because she's a single mom. And they're like, yeah, you need to behave better. I quit acting like a fool. Like these white people don't care about you. They'll kill you if they had the chance. Like, like weird racially charged shit. And then he's at home and the principal ended up calling child protective services. So they show up at the house to do like a wellness check on this kid. Okay. Because the principal saw like the mom basically like yell at him and stuff. And the teacher got, was like, Oh, maybe he's being abused. No, sure. Yeah. So child protective services shows up and the mom's like, did you do this? Did you call them? And he's like, no, I didn't mom. And she's like, if you really think it's that bad that you called child protective services on me, she's like, just leave. Grabs a bunch of his clothes, throws it at him and tells him, tells the CPS lady, like take the kid. Sure. So like the CPS lady takes the kid. And then puts him in like a foster home, which is like two middle-aged white lesbians. Okay, sure. He he gets to this foster home and there's like two other black kids there. Right. 
and they like rename all of the kids to like these simple typical white kids name because like what? the one the kid's name was like Jamar or something, so they name him James. Okay, of course, it's easier. Sure, sure. These old ladies, they're like hippie vegan type, so they like bring them down for dinner and they like microwave chicken drumsticks instead okay. of like cooking them. What like raw? Yeah, uh, like give him that and beans, and he's like complaining about the food, and she's like, "No, this is what we eat." And then there's like a couple scenes where like the white ladies are like in the backyard, and like the kids are all like gardening because they're getting ready to like take their stuff to a farmer's market and sell fresh lettuce and produce and shit. Okay, but it's like very reminiscent of like a, a like a what you would see like on a plantation. Oh, okay. You just see these these three black kids with like garden hose and shovels right. and doing all this work while the two white ladies are sitting at a table like drinking iced tea and playing cards. Right. So like it's it's it kind of goes down that route and sure. then eventually CPS gets called on this like these two white ladies and they decide that they're going to run away and like the best way to avoid whatever their money troubles are they're having money troubles I guess oh, okay sure, sure indicated is they decide they're just going to drive their fucking van with all three black kids off the side of a bridge and they're just all going to die what yeah and the kid realizes this so he like they stop to like they're okay with driving the vehicle off the road and killing themselves and the three kids but they have like a little chihuahua puppy so they like pull over on the side of the road and like take the dog for a walk and then set the dog free because they don't want the dog to uh, die. okay and, like, this black kid kind of realizes like something's going on so he like sneaks the other kids out and then these white ladies kind of like go to drive off a bridge and right before they drive off the bridge they kind of realize the kids aren't in the car anymore <laughs> but it's too late they crash through the railing and then go into the fucking river they die uh, the kid just happened. Yeah, the kid ends up like walking home, walks back to his house, like where his mom is, and it was like, Mom, I'll be good now. I'm sorry. And starts like doing the dishes and shit. Like, that's the episode. What? Yeah. That makes no fucking sense at all. So it's like, okay, this is like a, like a smart commentary yeah. on all this yeah. other stuff. Or is he just being super, like, is Donald yeah. Glover being ironic and taking this yeah. too far? Like, it's one of these things where, like, I genuinely, like, in this golden age of, like, fucking woke this and woke that and racial theory being taught in school and like all this other stuff. It's like, I don't know if I genuinely sitting here, I don't know if like this episode was meant to be like some kind of like sarcastic play on things or yeah. if there's like deep social commentary based on this episode, like a message that he's trying to get across. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know I mean how to feel about it. So I'm just like, and it's like the guy's smart enough that he's do like he did that episode for a reason, right? Like he's he's mm -hmm. not a dumb guy. Like he he's very deliberate with his shit like that. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover is a fucking genius in all regards, musically yeah. and like tele as far as television goes. It's so like I'm sitting here where I'm like, okay, that was an interesting little side story. I'm bummed out because like I want to see Paperboy and like the actual plot of the show Atlanta. But instead I got the side episode, so I'm not happy about that, but like, can I complain about it? Because if I do say it's bad, then I'm a racist because I missed this deep political commentary or was it meant to like, I, I just, I don't know. I think you can just say you don't like it. <laughs> and that's, that's just, there's another episode where they did the same kind of thing. Yeah. I can't, I'd have to fucking, 
I have to like get a look to see what like the refresh of the uh, of what it was. But yeah, yeah. But it was again. It was something like super kind of like out to left field where it's sure. Like, where it's like, wait, what? What? What is? What are you doing? Yeah. What was it? Okay, that one had to do with the plot. That one had to do with the plot. Oh, episode four, the big payback. Again, has absolutely nothing to do with the story. None of the main cast is in there. And the whole premise is this like white guy's getting a divorce from his wife. He doesn't want to get divorced, but she's kind of having like pushing it. And I guess they're in the golden age where they're allowing all these African-American people to um, sue the families of the people that owned their families as slaves back in the day. Uh, okay. So this guy just like works in an office, like in a cubicle type job. And then one day he's like in his like single bedroom apartment. Cause he's going through a divorce and this, this black lady shows up like live streaming everything on Instagram and was like, Oh, this is a nice house. And like, I think I'm going to put pictures here. And the guy's like, get out of my house. And then he gets served with papers and she's telling him like your great, great, great grandpa owned oh, my great, yeah, great sure. aunt and my great, great uncle and blah, blah, blah. So like I'm suing you and taking you to court for reparations. Right. Apparently this is like a big thing, like a, a overarching, like little subplot that happens throughout the show is a bunch of white people are getting like 23 and me DNA tests. Oh, like prove like, Oh, I'm Scandinavian. Therefore my family comes from Scandinavia. So they didn't own slaves. So I can't be sure. sued. Right. And so this guy ends up getting sued for like three or four million dollars. His wife, they were like in the midst of like reconciling and she's like, I can't get back together with you. Like I can't be married to someone who owns slaves. And he's like, I didn't own fucking slaves. Like what? Like this is ridiculous. And yeah. And then at the very end, he ends up like working as a fucking waiter in this like restaurant where a poor, like 15% of his paycheck gets garnished every paycheck to pay these reparations oh, sure. because his great, great, great grandpa owns slaves. And then like the irony is, is he comes out as a waiter and like all the other waiters walking around are just like all white people and they're all like serving these rich African-American people. Oh, sure. So again, like another like it's a play on something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so like, is this just like a fun little what if or like, is there a deeper political commentary you're going for here where like you genuinely think that like white people need to be paying reparations for something they're like great, great, great grandfathers did a hundred fifty. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not a clear line. And maybe that's the intent. Maybe it's like to make you think like, is this, am I being serious? Am I joking? Is this, I wonder if it is that if he's just like skirting that line of just like, fuck it, I'm just going to make this weird thing and interpret it how you want. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, I've been looking cause it was on a, like a, with COVID and stuff, it was like a two year hiatus for this season. Right. And I, I genuinely think Atlanta is some of the best fucking television filmmaking. Like the cinematography is amazing. The plots are all very well written. Like, have you watched any of Atlanta? No, man, I've been meaning to. It's, it's, it's gold, man. Like yeah. just the, the whole thing from start to finish. Like it's, if you watch it, you'll be like, this is, you'll say the similar things like you did about severance. Like yeah. you, you, I, I'm 100% certain that you'll make the comment that it's like masterful TV making. Yeah. Cause it really is. But like my gripes go where it's like, okay, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm so excited. Like I want to see this. And then I've only watched four out of the six episodes that are out now, but it's like, 
two out of the fucking four. So 50% of them have been completely unrelated to the characters. They're like, I want to see what's going on with these characters. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah, give me the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But it absolutely is w- worth a watch. It it really is masterful fucking TV filmmaking. Like or yeah. TV, TV making. Yeah, I've been meaning to get around to it. And I think it'll, like I probably will once, like I don't have a big backlog of TV. Where it's like, all right, I need something to watch. It's time I you know, finally burn through this, right? So, Well, there's, a, there's enough out there that like, you definitely burn through a couple. There's one episode in particular that like, I think every... Every single person needs to fucking watch. And it's in season two. Season two, episode six, Teddy Perkins. It's the one where one of the main characters, like some dude's giving away a piano and he's, so he's like, yeah, I'll take the piano for free. And the guy's like, yeah, you just got to come get it. So he goes there. It's this like really old kind of mansion. And the owner is this like very soft spoken, creepy, pale face Michael Jackson doll looking oh, like guy. Oh, sure. Okay. And then, like, you've... I, I don't I don't want to... Re- like, sure. You, yeah. you have to watch the episode because okay. it's like a side piece to the show, so you right. don't even really need to know what's going on with the rest of the show. Okay. Just watch that episode and then, like, after, tell me what you think of the old white guy because then I found out something about, like, this whole episode after that just fucking floored me. Okay. All right. But it is it is intense. It's it's very suspenseful, and it's like dramatic. But it it, it feels like a like a Jordan Peele movie would. Oh, okay. Like it's Which, you're just yeah. like you're you're uncomfortable and you're like yeah. on the edge. You're like oh, yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. Like, yeah. What's gonna like masterful? Like one of the yep. best episodes of television. Period. Yep. It's always good when a show can like give you that uncomfortable feeling. It's 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 a hard thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've been meaning to check out Atlanta. I really should just hop on that train one of these days. He's Donald Glover, man. He doesn't. I know. He doesn't half-ass anything. No, it's he doesn't fuck bold. around. Yeah. Okay, so I put this news story in here just because I was curious. Because like okay. you worked at a theater, so I didn't know. But like AMC's got to put in a bunch of digital projectors. Are we not at that point yet? Well. No, it would be digital, but I'm wondering. I didn't actually read this. All depends what it is. Like, I remember once upon a time going to see you at the theater and like putting together that fucking film and like splicing it and stuff. But like, I would think at this point in time in this day and age that they don't do reels anymore where someone has to actually like go in two nights before and put the reels together and. It could just be like a picture bump because they're saying like they already offer laser projection and it's like premium large stuff. And I'm, it doesn't say if they're still doing, it wouldn't surprise me if they still did filming a lot because it's a big infrastructure upgrade, right? I mean, I suppose one would think it would just be easier to go that way. Like I get like, in, like you're replacing a projector, but I mean... I don't think it would be like a massive infrastructure, just be like a cost upgrade because you don't need to like get rid of the projector, but the space will still be the same. You just put the projector there and point it where the fucking old projector used to fucking face. Tweak the screen size a little bit kind of thing. Right. 
And then in this day and age, when people release movies, if you're part of the theater network, you could like have it where your movies get released digitally to you. So you don't have anyone stealing reels or like, I know for a while, some people were doing like the discs, but the yep. discs could be copied and leaked. So like you would eliminate that from potentially happening. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know what they had before. Like I, like I know when I was leaving the theater business, which was like fuck 10 years ago, but the conversations were just starting to happen of like converting to digital. So I don't know. Like I think most are probably digital now, but so maybe this is just like a bump in, like it does say like, they don't have to use Xeon bulbs with these new things and it uses less energy. So I wonder if it's just a combination of like, it's like a more efficient. Yeah. Like mm. here's like the next digital projector maybe, but it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of them still did film. Interesting. But who knows? <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Have you played it takes two yet? I have not. I haven't played it either. I've heard great things, but I'm, yeah. I put this in here because that, and there's so, this is another two that are games being put into movies, which is just going to continue on this trajectory of whether things go well for yeah. games being translated into movies. And it takes two. Okay. Seems I, like I it might yeah, be a, a movie one. That one could translate. Yeah. I haven't played the game, but I've seen a bunch of like gameplay footage and stuff. Well, it's so a like, co-op game. So it's yeah, like, it looked fun. Yeah. So I, I could see that translating to an extent and like Amazon's probably a good place to like trial that out. Sure. But then to see that they're making a Minecraft movie with Jason Momoa. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Yeah. That one. I'm not quite. I mean, know. here's the thing. If they make it animated, like the angry birds movies, it's going to do gangbusters. Right. So if they like, if it's a animated Minecraft movie, Abijit does the exact same thing as like those Angry Birds movies, where it's like this is just gonna slay the fucking kids market. Yeah. So here's the problem: the very, very first paragraph of this article, and I'll read it out to you word for word. Aquaman and Dune star Jason Momoa is lining up another tentpole with Warner Brothers. The actor is in final negotiations to star in the studio's quote live action Minecraft movie. Oh, uh, well, yep. with Napoleon dynamite filmmaker, Jared Hess. You've lost me. I, I think Napoleon dynamite is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I, when that movie first came out <laughs> was of the exact same mindset. Cause everyone was like, like fuck the amount of times I'd be in school and I just, Tina, come get your dinner, you fat lard. Like everyone was quoting it. And I was like, this is not a funny yeah. fucking movie. It's, I don't understand why all of yeah. you love this so much. It's yeah. terrible. I don't understand it either. I've gone back and watched it. I've changed my tune. I think it is uh, fantastic. And I find it incredibly funny and I thoroughly enjoy it. So maybe I just need to go back and watch it. Yeah. At the time I thought it was terrible and I refused like I watched like half of it and like didn't watch the rest. Cause I was like, I, you guys are all fucking high. This is awful yeah and granted like it's not like i rewatched it like a year ago like this is probably like five or six years okay. ago I I, I, i've since watched it as an adult and i was okay. like okay this is pretty funny i actually quite enjoy this okay i probably just need to go back and watch it because i think the only time i saw it was back when i was slinging film at the theater was like all right we got this movie i'm just gonna watch it tonight after work because i can <laughs> so and i think i like left a few times was like this is fucking stupid <laughs> 
That's fair. <laughs> Maybe I should rewatch that one day. But yeah, I don't this? Know. live action Minecraft. I don't. I don't know how that's. I. I have no urge to see a live action Minecraft. At all. <laughs> I just in my head, I keep picturing like. I well, that I, fucking movie with the rock where it's like journey to the center of the earth. That's yeah. what I have in my head. But instead of the rock, it's Jason Momoa. Well, I don't like, I don't know why you would do it as live action. Like that just seems like a golden animated opportunity to just like fucking make bank like the angry birds and fucking like all the Pixar movies do. Like if you made it like that, they would just fucking make bank. But why gamble it on a live action? I don't know. Like it just seems silly. Uh, but uh, yeah, and like, what the? F- why is Jason Momoa signing onto this? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, and then I saw that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are gonna fucking yeah. write and direct a movie together. Yeah, I'm I don't looking know if at I'm this. like super hyped on like the idea of it being about like the guy who made Nike sneakers. Yeah. But I love Ben Affleck. I love Matt Damon. I love mm-hmm. it when they work together. I don't yeah. what was the last thing they like uh, that, that they uh, wrote and directed together? Uh well they uh they wrote that Ridley Scott the one that Ridley Scott directed. That uh the fuck was it called? Last or, Kingdom? Uh, or yeah. Not I can't remember the name. The one where their knights dueling, or the duel. Yeah, the last duel. Yeah. Where, like, is the three different viewpoints kind of thing. So it's Uh, like... Yeah, that one kind of sucked, though. uh, Yeah, that did, and it totally did kind of flop. And it's... But that was, like, they helped, like, but it was still Ridley Scott directed that, didn't he? Yeah, he directed it. And they just wrote it and stuff like that. I'm starting to get tired of some of these businessy fucking, like, movies and shows go on well it's like okay so i for some reason i watched it like another episode of like that super pumped show about fucking uber because i was like whatever i'm gonna give this another shot and like i finished it and was like i just don't give a shit about the story of uber it's like i look at like i don't give a shit about fucking the nike guy Well, I see what you're saying. Like, you know okay, what I mean? We got the Zuckerberg movie. Uh, yeah. and then we got the Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like, I think I've just seen so many where I'm just like, there isn't enough interesting takes on these anymore. And th- so I kind of just don't care. Right. Well, but then again, maybe the story of how this guy created Nike is like some wild fucking. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, don't know, I don't really know the story of. Uh, Uber and how like wild it got, but like the Elizabeth Holmes one was, yeah, fuck, that was amazing because it really was this like crazy yeah. fucking scam and wild yeah. ride of lies and manipulation and, yeah, and like, I think mental abuse that kind of like yeah. made her who she is. Yeah. And I think like that's kind of where I'm at is like I need something like that. Or is like watching that uber show like i actually looked up because i was like uber is still a company like why is this like what's so interesting about this and apparently it's just like there was a corporate culture at some point and he got pushed out of the company and i was like okay i don't i don't think i care about that (laughs) it's like i like i kind of want something more interesting like if it's just about you know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's i don't know i get it well that's what i said like i don't know the story the background behind nike shoes so like 
maybe there is a bunch of manipulation and backstabbery and fuckery and, you know, the guy, a cutthroat guy that did everything he could to fucking make a sneaker into, like... It seems like... Kingdom, I guess. So just scrolling this, it seems like it says the story will focus on, like, the Nikes guy's relentless quest to sign Michael Jordan. Just like... I don't know. Like I read that and I'm just like, is there like an interesting story there? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I would much. I see. And I'm, I'm, I'm only intrigued just cause I love them too. Yeah. And that's fair. And like the idea that they're not just writing together, but like starring and directing together. Like it just makes, yeah. it reminds me and gives me the warm and fuzzies from goodwill. Yeah, totally. And like, I'll, I'll watch it because of that. Right. So it's like, yeah, that's fair. But yes, I don't, I don't plot wise. I don't see how that's going to be that like do a fucking series about Michael Jordan behind the scenes. Like if you like fucking the stories about that guy. Yeah. And, and like, like gambling problems and like all the wild fucking shit mm-hmm. that he's done. Yep. I know there's be- been like long running conspiracy theories about like why he retired. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like I, I, like I remember going down a rabbit hole I think because it, it was like some reddit thread and I was like because I had no idea because I don't really watch sports and like I was like oh you know what that sounds like it could totally have quietly been how it went <laughs> who knows right I don't you remember know. what podcast I was listening to recently but it was uh they were talking about some like Michael Jordan stories and it was like one where he went went gambling with a friend it was like a back room, high stakes poker game, like not like in Vegas, but like like back room, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, the poker game ended up lasting like 36 hours mm-hmm. and like Michael Jordan had lost like millions of dollars, but wouldn't stop because he just didn't want this guy to beat him. It wasn't that he lost all that money. He just didn't want this other guy to like win just so had like, to stroke his ego. Yeah. So like at one point someone was like, ah, I got to like go piss and stuff. Do you need anything? And I guess Michael Jordan was like, here's the keys. Go to my car, open up the trunk. In the trunk is a golf bag. If you open up that golf bag, there's a million dollars cash. Bring that back. <laughs> so this guy like went out to his car and like popped the trunk. And there's like a million dollars stuffed in a fucking golf bag. And he brought that in so that they could keep fucking Jesus. playing in this like backroom poker fucking thing. Like that's the kind of fucking wildness I would like to see. Yeah, no shit. Like, or because that reminds me also, uh, oh, that fucking movie with uh, Jessica Chastain. Like that whole true story. Oh yeah. Where it's like, here's these crazy fucking, you know, celebrities playing these crazy fucking like backroom gambling tournaments, and it's like half the time it's just, you find out they're just huge assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now give me yeah. stories like that. Mm-hmm. So. Was this Apple signing a deal with Tom Hanks? Yeah. It wasn't nothing major. It's just Tom Hanks has a production company and Apple's locking them in. Yeah. And we know oh, Apple's uh, going with fucking TV, so. I mean, the, like, I know he's done a few movies with them and, like, I've seen the trailers and just been like, I, I, I'm not interested in those. Yeah, I still I, haven't watched Finch. I heard it was all right, though. Yeah. But what I really am excited for is, like, him and Spielberg's new fucking, like, Band of Brothers type show that they're doing with Apple released that already where it's like based on the fighter pilots yeah that's really the only one i care about (laughs) fair enough but i mean like if you're apple and like where you're going it kind of makes sense to 
lock in Tom Hanks's company because not only are they making banger TV, but they're making movies that win Oscars. So, God, give us for all mankind season three already. Did you see the? the they announced the date with the trailer. It's like June. It's coming yeah. up. I watched like the little fucking brief teaser. Where they're on Mars or whatever. Yeah, but I want it now. Yeah, me too. Especially because they're going to Mars. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I want so, it right now. Especially because that second season fucking really ramped up with like, okay, the Russians and the Americans are straight up fucking shooting at each other in space. Mm-hmm. Like that, I remember that scene where fucking, after they accidentally shot the Russian, like how tense it was where they're just like walking towards the base and then they just fucking like shoot all the air out and it was just like, Jesus. Yeah. So. Fucking wild. Damn, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I, I, I finally, finally finished the second season of Dave. Okay. I haven't seen that show, so. Well, it's, I don't know, it's FX. It's really good. It's like one of those kind of like comedy type ones, right? Yeah. Well, it's a little like the rapper, Lil Dicky. It's kind of like pseudo based on his life of like going into Hollywood and like trying oh. to become a rapper and stuff. It's kind of like. Uh, that Staten Island Pete Davidson movie, but a TV show. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, but it's it's actually really funny, and there's lots of like celebrity fucking cameos in there, and I really like uh, Andrew Santino, the stand-up comedian. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. He plays Dave's best friend, who eventually becomes Dave's like manager. Oh okay, yep. It's, it's I don't know. It's it's just like it's really humorous because like. Yep. I, I've heard little Dicky rap songs like pre- previous to this like show becoming sure. a thing. He's very, he's, he's actually a pretty decent rapper, but he's very vulgar. He's oh, okay. a very, very vulgar fucking rapper. And then I'd never like, I'd heard some of his songs, but like I'd never seen him or anything. Cause I never was like, Oh, I heard this song. It's not bad, but I never got into it enough where I like followed him or like looked him up. And then I started sure. hearing that he's got a show coming out. And then you see that he's like, like a tall, middle-aged, skinny, white Jewish guy. Yeah. And, like, the way he, like, talks in real life <laughs> is so far fucking removed from his, like, rap persona. Like, it's right. hysterical. Right. So the show's just like this. It's just like a super fun, casual watch. Sure. But I've been sitting on the remainder of, like, the second season for a long fucking time. And I was like, you know, I really need to, like, get this out of my fucking queue. Sure. So I finally watched it. It was good. Fair enough. And then the old lady and I have been watching Secrets of the Playboy Mansion, and I did not realize how, like, essentially big of a piece of shit Hugh Hefner really was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, so there's, always, this... there's always, like, the little assumptions and stuff, but when you, like, yeah. watch the show and, like, actually hear, like, the shit that actually goes on. Oh, it turns out, like, he's, like, a mega piece of shit? Yeah, like, he's a terrible oh, wow. fucking person. Okay. So is this, like, a documentary, like, just on him? Yeah. Or is it, like, okay. Most well, mostly him. It's like it's on Playboy, like as a whole. No, oh, okay. Because like they talk about like, like what's an example? At one point, they were talking about they had Playboy clubs that were oh, like, sure. all over the world, right? Right. I've actually been to one in Cancun. Okay. Ironically enough, but there was one that they had. It was like a Playboy club somewhere in the states, and it was like a resort. Like you go there, and there's like pools and casinos, and you stay at the hotel, and it's kind of like out in the country kind of thing. And there was like a couple of some dudes showed up and they like rented a cabin nearby and they were talking to some of the people who worked at this Playboy club and were like, yeah, we're actually staying, you know, like a couple miles up the road in this cabin and we're actually filming a movie. And like, if you want to be an extra, you want a small part, like come up and see us kind of thing. 
And then they ended up basically like, for lack of a better term, kidnapping, drugging, and raping these girls. Nope, shit. Yeah. So it's like the, they explore like, hey, here's the super dark side to porn. <laughs> no, it was more like all this happened. They like managed to get away and like filed a police report and stuff. And it was Playboy going, oh, if people hear that these girls oh. were fucking raped, this is going to hurt our reputation. So like everything got super swept oh, sure, sure. and hidden sure. from the public and no one was allowed to talk about it. It didn't okay. happen. It was right, shit, right. Like, shit like that that okay. happens all the fucking time. And like there was like another instance of like the Playboy Club, I think in LA where like they have very distinct rules like where like the certain higher rollers that come into these Playboy Clubs, like they have to get special attention. You like drop right. what you're doing to make sure their needs are met. But they're like super hard rules where it's like you're not allowed to like date anyone who comes into these clubs. Like there has to be a separation and like understandably right. so. Yeah. And one of these waitresses at this like high end Playboy club in L.A. She fucking like was like leaving one day and I don't know if she ended up meeting this guy or if he like grabbed her. But she ended up getting raped by one of these like high rollers from their L.A. Playboy club. Right. And like she went to file a report and that got fucking squashed and th like swept away. Uh, okay. And then she went back to the club and was like, this is like, this is what happened. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll take away his VIP status and just kind of like made her go into a different room when this guy showed up. But like he, right. no repercussions. Right. And then you hear some of the other people that used to stroll into the Playboy club all the time that turned out to be like huge pieces of shit. Like I can't remember oh, the dude's okay. name. He was like the host of like Soul Train or something like that. And at the time oh, sure. he was like a big deal and he would go in there and like sexually assault the waitresses and do drugs and drink and get verbally abusive. And he's, he was just protected because oh, he was man. like a big deal in the rest of the world. So outside the Playboy Club, he was this cherished fucking piece of Americana history. So like right. nothing bad could be said about him and everyone had to like just deal with it and just tons of stories like that. Okay. And then you hear all the crazy stuff about like actually living at the house where like you kind of assume that he's even as an old man, yeah. he was sleeping with some of these people. Oh yeah, totally. Which he was, but then you find out that like he was actually married for a while to this like one girl and said he wasn't sleeping with anyone anymore, but was still like sleeping with all these people behind her back oh, yeah. and was basically telling these girls like, if you want to make it in the playboy world, and you're going to take these quaaludes and we're going to go have this fucking orgy and like all this, like just really Jesus. Yeah. Like it's actually pretty fucking fascinating stuff. Mm. I might have to check that out. So I'm always down down for a good, like kind of true crime documentary. So yeah, there was far more stuff happening than <laughs> I ever fucking thought. Yeah, Cause it's like, you always just assume that like that shit's going on, but it's like, you assume like sex and orgies and drugs yeah. and stuff. And then you come to find out where it's like so many people actually wanted no part of it and were forced into uh, it. Yeah. Forced yeah. and assaulted. And basically like your life is over if you don't do what I say. And right. There was one wild, wild fucking story from like one of the early episodes about a one porn star, some Lovelace, I think was her name. And there's like some story about like her showing up and being, <clears throat> drugged out of her mind and basically being coerced into like performing a sexual act on a fucking dog while all these oh, fucking shit. dudes watch like it's yeah it's fucked up stuff hmm. what, what network is that on 
I think it was A and E. Oh, really? Yeah. Was, yeah, Secrets of the Playboy Mansion. Hmm. I might have to check that out. Super messed up. A and E was was A and E where that Scientology one was too. Uh, yes, the one with Leah Remini. Yeah, I believe that was A and E. Yeah, good for them. Seems like they're not afraid to take shots at people that are like still alive and doing shady shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hefner's dead. Is he? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he passed away. No. I never really kept up with them. Uh, is you Hefner still alive? <laughs> oh no, he died in 2017. Yeah, he gone. Fair enough. But mm-hmm. I will add it to the list. Yeah. Is it kind of seems like it's worth a watch? The super interesting thing, and I don't, I, I don't remember if I just like read this after the fact or if it was actually in the documentary. But the Playboy Mansion. Towards the end, before Hefner passed, they were like, digital media was like, you know, in its fucking super up and comings kind of thing. So like, they were not doing as well as a right. as a magazine anymore. So they were losing a bunch of money, and he ended up having to actually sell the Playboy Mansion. Oh, really? And the guy he sold it to, the terms and conditions were, this guy could have it, but Hugh Hefner would be allowed. Like, even though this guy bought it and it was technically his, the condition to sale is that Hefner would be allowed to stay there basically until he died. Right. Like rent free. Oh, wow. And he would kind of get to keep operating as like the Playboy Mansion until he okay. passed away. And that lasted for like a couple of years. And then the guy just kind of was like, yeah, okay. The deal was like, you could stay here and like, it would still be known as the Playboy Mansion, but like. I'm not paying for your parties. I'm not paying for your lifestyle. That wasn't part of the deal. Right. The deal was you get to live here. <coughs> this isn't, I'm not running your business for you until you die. Right. So then they ended up kicking Hefner out. Oh shit. And the Playboy Mansion's not the Playboy Mansion anymore. You know, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's probably a good thing that that just kind of dies. So like that house in American Horror Story. Like mm, murder should, house. Probably, should probably just like. Tear it down. Let it go. <laughs> Just get rid of it. That history doesn't need to be seen. So. Yeah. Hmm. Really worth a, worth a look. It was super interesting. Hmm. And like, have you watched it all or like, is it all out? Yeah, it's all out. No, okay. I think it started coming out back in like January. It's done now. No, okay. Quite a few. Ep- I don't remember exactly how many episodes, but there was a. There's a decent, there's, it was a lot more episodes than I thought. I was kind of like, oh, okay. this is coming up to the end. And then it was like, oh, no, oh, there's still like four more coming. How much more fucking dirt is there possibly going to be? Right. I've been kind of like, like I've had the urge to like watch a, a good documentary lately. And like there really haven't been any. So maybe I'll, maybe that'll satisfy my appetite. Oh, 12. Yeah. 12 episodes. Yeah. Well, that's pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. But they are all out. I will check it out. Uh, That's really all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. And I guess we will end it on that note. All right. Later. Later.